and hello everybody welcome to the pre-show for the r r r the r show the r r r theme today i was gonna say is it national pirate day i don't know uh friends i'm ruel gabiola joined by my co-host chris george chris how the heck are you my friend hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter that's why i teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create pretty litter its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80 percent less than clay litter Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Oh, I'm doing fantastic. Nice. I'm getting ready, getting ready for a great time <laughs> that's what i that's how i'm feeling <laughs> perfect uh friends in chat let us know if the audio and video are working uh you may notice yeah. i have my uh headphones today because my other uh earbud things were not working so we go with the look and um i'm matching chris today which is always a, a good thing uh, yeah I mean, it's really because i told ruel we needed more headphones on this on the channel we needed we needed to be more more yes. twins yeah we got that awesome twin moment uh, like our first episode and then we haven't planned it out since so i said well listen we got to yeah. give the people what they want what they want correct being identical twins yes uh you know next uh yeah so we need more uh headphones i think next week we'll do uh, more cowbell uh in honor mm -hmm. of uh, uh Saturday okay Live. yeah uh, yeah, I want to I say that that'd be good. Uh, hello to Bing, AG Fox, uh, to Live in Nice LA, Gen Cam plays board games. Um, all of you, thank you so much for joining us. Um, uh, Goblin is one of our moderators as well. Good to see everyone here. Hope you're doing well. Hope you've had a good week. Uh, if you missed it last week, I had a really uh, good time with you all, and also Matt from the Silver Metal Tavern. We played Lumen and we chatted all about uh, his life and what he does. He works on uh, Star Trek St Strange New Worlds. Uh, very, oh, cool. yeah, very cool day job. He's an, uh, and one of the assistant editors there. So really neat uh, to catch, uh, get his perspective on things. And But, you know, I want to talk to you, Chris, because you are away, yet I'm looking at your background here. You still look very... Like very much like you're at home. I see a bunch of board games. I mean, what is going on? <laughs> well, I mean, I had what what's a board game streamer YouTuber without a bunch of board games in the background, really? Right. You know, <laughs> that was priority number one. Uh yeah, I'm in Halifax right now. I, I came moved to I moved to Halifax for the summer and uh, I'll be here all summer doing a theater contract over at Shakespeare by the Sea. So if you have if there are any Haligonians or Nova Scotians out there, hey, come on by and see Pinocchio. Pinocchio will probably be be i'll be more i'll i'll have more funny bits in pinocchio than i will in romeo and juliet those are the two that we're doing <laughs> nice so. nice yeah folks so go uh, see chris go say hello to him if, if you do and um chris i mean you you did your video on you know how many what board games you're going to take over there how many mm -hmm. did you end up with and um i mean i see some of the ones right there in the background but you you have plenty more I'm yeah sure. uh yeah I, it wasn't too too much it was two bags two full bags so I got like 24, 24-ish, okay. 25 for, for three months. That feels good. And also because I know like I've already gotten one more since being here because I got <laughs> what's what I'm using as like a microphone uh, extender. This is City of the Great Machine under here, which <laughs> oh, I'm really excited to try out. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I know I'm going to be getting a few sort of like review copies of stuff coming here too. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, I need to call it at, at – uh, 
at 24. Yeah. And um, but we played Rococo yesterday. That was oh, pretty good. We've I've already nice. played a bunch. I've already played a bunch so far because my rehearsals start tomorrow. Uh-huh. So this last week was us cleaning this student house that we are subletting. We uh-huh. basically deep cleaned it and got rid of all the mold. And, mm-hmm. you know, basically we're there, you know, we're paying to be their cleaning service, which is nice. Say, um, yeah. but, <laughs> but now we can live in it. So that's good. Nice. Uh, and then um, and then, yeah, played it, played a few games with uh, my girlfriend's folks and, and whatever. So we've we played we played raw the other night, oh, which was great. Yes. We played some skull. Nice. Uh, we played psychic pizza deliverers. Go to a ghost town by uh board game tables or now all play oh man um, that's the greatest uh board game title ever i think i, I have not really played it yet but I, yeah i love that <laughs> it's title so stupid <laughs> oh the, well, i don't know if it'll fo- it'll full focus yeah there we go my camera's focusing on it now uh-huh. um it's it's so dumb like it's but like good dumb but good yeah. dumb right yeah uh it's uh one person one person is the mayor, the mayor of Ghost Town already. Like, why wouldn't you want to buy it? Uh, so you can be the mayor of Ghost Town. Right. Uh, and then the the other people don't know where they are. So all you can do on your turn is you kind of you say a cardinal direction in which you're going to go. You go north, west, east or south. Uh-huh. And then the, the mayor says, yeah, you, you successfully move. And then you're surrounded by a little bits of information. So you get little bits of information as you try to go through the ghost town. And all you have to do is pick up a pizza and get it to the correct house <laughs> that will appear once you pick up the pizza oh, and yeah. not run into too many ghosts along the way. Or you can punch ghosts and then get special psychic cards, which let you kind of like move farther and that sort of thing. There are oh, like yeah. teleporters on the board that'll teleport you to a different spot. And of nice. course, you don't know where those are. And so you step into a teleporter and have to figure everything out uh yeah yeah it's 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 a fun one yeah you you've sold me uh just in that pitch alone i i'm <laughs> i'm fully uh fully invested in, in this game i love it um i i literally yeah just wanted to play it because of the name oh yeah only because of the name i was like this is the dumbest name ever i love it and i need <laughs> <laughs> i need a copy to and it's fun right uh it, and it worked really well too with um with younger with younger kids as well my my oh, girlfriend's good. nephew is like seven and okay. he loved it. And then he was like, oh, I want to be the mayor. And, like, he had a couple mis- mistakes in the mayor phase. Okay. But, like, for the most part, pretty good at, like, seven. And he's, like, I mean, I try to throw board games on him as much as possible. But, like, he's yeah. not, like, a, a, a board game savant. He's kind of, like, I'd say your average sort of seven-year-old. So the fact that, like, it worked it worked well and was enjoyable yeah. um, was was kind of cool as well. Yeah, that, that. I mean, that's but, what it comes so. down to, right? I mean, is, is it enjoyable? I mean, can you get to the table, uh, basically, you know, yeah. and uh, yeah. that's great. I love yeah. hearing that. Uh, that's so cool. Um, so you've got rehearsals tomorrow. Uh, yeah. Yeah. How are you feeling? And that's you, why we're here on Monday. Yeah. How are <laughs> you feeling? Uh, you, you ready? or? Uh, oh, great. I'm feeling, I'm stoked. I'm yeah. stoked to do it. Nice. Um, it's 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 going to be... It's gonna be it's gonna be good. I I always have to enter into like super time management mode mm-hmm. whenever I'm on a contract because I need to also keep up like YouTube, right? I try to do like three videos a week on my own channel, and yeah. then I'm also working for World Series of Board Gaming as well, and like organizing stuff behind the scenes on that, and making sure I put enough hours into that as well. So it's mm-hmm. always like, all right, I got a lunch break here. I can. So, so right after, um, right after tomorrow, tomorrow's rehearsal, I go from like nine thirty to six thirty, mm-hmm. and then I run home, and then from seven to eight, I'm filming an interview with uh, about the history of Stronghold Games. We're gonna oh. talk to people at Stronghold Games. We're gonna start because we've been doing like a designer uh, series uh-huh. for, for World Series, and that might now be on uh, 
beyond beyond dice towers uh channel because they're going to stream the the stuff so we're we're trying to get a bunch of content uh there and so with those designers i was like well it'd be cool to talk to publishers as well because publishers kind of have such a a, a pretty big hand in the development process of games, right? Yeah. Which is which is what I I certainly didn't realize how much of a hand they did until I talked to a lot of designers and they were like, "Listen, the games that I put forward often <laughs> like are changed by the by the publishers, right?" Yeah. So yeah. I, I'm I'm looking forward to to sort of branching out with those conversations and talking to talking to and just learning the history behind these sort of larger publisher publishing yeah. houses, that, yeah, like. I- I, I love that. I, yeah. I mean, I'm looking forward yeah. to it because I'm always, I, I don't know, I guess as the hobby grows and, and expands and, you know, gets more, I don't know, not mainstream, but there's just more of a, a more of a history behind it now. And I, yeah. I love listening to segments about the history of either, you know, board games themselves or publishers or companies, you know, what happened, yeah. you know, um, there's a segment on, I think there's a wonderful podcast called Ludology. And there's a there's a segment that they pop up every now and then um, called I think it's like board game I don't know if it's anatomy of a board game or no biography of board mm. game by Scott Rogers and it's like a five to ten minute segment where he just focuses on one game and he'll just talk about hey Catan started in you know nineteen whatever by you know Hans you know so so mm-hmm. forth and he just details the history of like how it started and how it was developed and stuff and I always find it fascinating so to hear something like with Stronghold. Obviously, Stronghold, the first thing I think of was Terraform Mars, right? I mean, I feel like yeah. that's their evergreen, yeah. their big evergreen title. So it'd be interesting to hear, you know, because I, I didn't really, I don't know if I really followed board games before that, before, or followed Stronghold before Terraforming. So I'd like to yeah. hear like, oh, how did they start? And what was like, you know, their, before Terraform Mars, they had to have some hits and some misses too and sort of learn about that. Yeah, and I think they've also like they've also acquired at some point indie board and cards too. So they're like oh, that's parent, right. they're like sister companies now yep. too. So like I associate that because like well like Coup or Avalon, I really like both of them. Yeah. Um, and so just I mean I'm interested to to even ask about how that sort of acquisition happens, right? And how you decide on on yeah. merging companies together and and how it kind of supports the bottom line. That that feels potentially pretty interesting to me so. oh yeah absolutely and just talking yeah. to you right now chris um one thing is just, i i have an email from you uh, from your world series of board gaming hat that i need to put on my hat and answer and oh. send you some stuff so <laughs> i will get into that right after the show my friend oh yeah i forgot about that yeah <laughs> Uh, friends in chat, thank you for hanging out today. We are going to be doing a wonderful. I, I'm I'm really excited about this list. We're we're doing yeah, a top fifteen must have um, uh, games, and we'll we'll talk about our methodology as we uh, when we record the actual show. But yeah. you all are seeing the pre show. You get to hang out with us. We get to chat. If you have comments, drop them in the uh, chat here, and we'll we'll answer them. We see the sea uh, e- otter has just redeemed mm-hmm. Ruel ranks, uh, folks. First of all, if you have an Amazon Prime account, you get one free sub per month. We'd love it if you supported the channel by dropping that sub here. Um, it's free, costs you nothing, and it helps us uh, support. Might as well. Yeah, it helps support us, which is great. We appreciate it. And your Rado uh, channel points, you can use those to redeem uh, for all kinds of fun stuff. And as you can see, the Sea Otter has redeemed a Ruel ranks, um, which I think we'll do today. Uh, Chris, you will, uh, if you don't mind helping me out with this. Um, yeah. We are going to rank some games, Ruel. Yeah. You need to you need to rank them. I know I've got so many games and they are not ranked. So let's go over here. As you can see, uh, folks, you can find my collection at Gaviola Library 
Rado.com and it takes you right to my BGG page. As you can see, I've ranked a bunch of them, but I have not ranked enough. Um, of course, Happy Salmon get a, gets a perfect 10 for me. So does Blood Rage and all kinds of other stuff. But what I'm going to do is go to the end of the list because those are the most recent uh, additions to my uh, collection or somewhat recent um, additions to my collection. Uh, let's go down to the bottom here. So um, let's start a poll. Let's see um, what we get, what people want to see ranked. And let me get the poll going here. Um, we're going to give you a, a choice of like three games, folks. And um, then for you'll be able to vote. And whoever wins, we're gonna I'm going to do a quick, basically, ranking slash review uh, as we go here. Let me... The get... last row of ranks was great. I now have my Christmas present from oh, my parents. That, that's right. What, what was the game again that... Uh... Uh, when I remember it, it's the it's the the thready game. The, the name oh, of the game. The, yeah. Um, gosh, I have the tip on the tip of my tongue. Um, the threading game. It is the, uh, the thready game. Islet. Islet. That's yes. it. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I was so excited about that. It's such a good game. It's so <laughs> yeah, so good. Okay, so let me get um the <clears throat> where are the tools here? Nope, that's not it. If I go to stream manager, there it is. Let's manage a poll. Let's get a poll going. So what should Ruel rank? Um, so what Chris, should I mean, Ruel if you rank, see anything chat? interesting there, uh, anything here that you, interests you, Chris? Hmm. Does that say bacon? No, it says beacon. Beacon. <laughs> it's not like, bacon patrol, unfortunately. Wait a minute. Is it bacon patrol? Because I think we found our answer. <laughs> I'm fairly certain yeah. that we want bacon patrol. Right? And okay, yeah. yeah. AG Fox, AG Fox agrees with me. You know, I'm going to put it up there. I'm, I will spell it correctly, but in our hearts, folks, it is bacon patrol. But it's a beacon <laughs> patrol, a brand new game that's going to be coming out um, next month, I believe. I've, I've got oh, a yeah. Only copy of that, and I've played it a couple of times already. So, uh, so nice. what should Ruel rank? What should Ruel rank? So we got Bacon or Beacon Patrol. Um, Botabelli says, I heard great stuff about Challengers from a friend who played at BGG Spring, but the Dice Tower review kind of poo-pooed it. Um, spoiler alert, Challengers is going to be on this channel um, hopefully soon. I did a run-through for it. Uh, let's just say I do not agree with the Dice Tower's assessment of challengers. Um, I, there yeah, you go. So, yeah. So, uh, me, Polnella, hello, Jillian, good to see you on here. Yeah, challengers is really good, folks. I don't care what Dice Tower says. Um, it, it's fun. Uh, but let's see. I don't know. Uh, let's see. I have not played Disney Space Mountain yet. I just got that. Namalia is all the latest hotness. I figure maybe we could rank that. Brian Boru, you haven't ranked? I have not ranked have Brian Boru because, Chris, I have not played it yet. Mm. Um, I've heard good things. I haven't played it either. I have, I've too. Heard good things about uh, like trick-taking slash area control, which really fascinates mm -hmm. me. Let's see. Um, do, 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 do. Anyone else? Uh, should we challenge each other in BGA? Keep scrolling. Keep should. scrolling. Yeah, I'll keep scrolling up. Uh, Oceans, Moonshine Empire, Undaunted Normandy, um, mm -hmm. Bonsai. potential. Star Trek deck building game. Come on, folks. So we, we had that here on the channel, um, what, a couple of months ago. And Bonabelli has resubscribed with Pride. Thank you, Bonabelli. Appreciate it. Thanks, Bonabelli. Very nice. Very kind of you to support the channel. Uh, people are calling for Motor City. I would love to rank that when I play it. It's uh, literally, I'm staring at it right now off screen. It's staring at me with shrink on, ready to be played. I have not played it yet, unfortunately. You haven't ranked Rolling Heights yet. 
Oh, I have it. Okay, why don't we? Yeah, do I just that? saw it. I yeah, just saw a little glimpse okay. of it. Chris says Rolling Heights. We're putting Rolling Heights. I say Rolling Heights because I'm I'm supposed to get a copy of Rolling Heights, and I know yes. Joel kind of likes it, and so now I want him to do my review for me. Uh, That's what I want, and I can just put it out before I even play it. I'll just nice. be like, well, let me tell you. And hey, Who you got Bone Belly this? to uh, second that. So we're definitely going to put yeah. that on the list. Want to shout out Bonds in here. Hello, Bonds. Uh, good to see you here. Uh, Bonds wants a bonsai. So I'm going to put bonsai up there. <laughs> uh, we're doing four. Okay, I'm going to start the poll right now. Everyone, you have right. two minutes to vote. And you can use your Rhino Channel points to influence the vote. So if you mm. really want to... Um, Even though now I see the see the stuff, I see yeah. that the Bacon Patrol is there. And... Uh, <laughs> And I feel like I got it. The heart wants what the heart wants. I, I'm going to continue you know? calling that game Bacon Patrol after the show's over. You, y'all have like <laughs> killed it for me. Bacon Patrol it is. Yeah, Bacon Patrol or Rolling Heights. That's what I want. We got we got a uh, we got Bonsonator whipping the votes for Bonsai. Oh, okay. Oh, Bacon but Bacon Bacon Patrol is coming back. Uh, now it's time. It's the name, folks. Okay, what am I going to vote on? I need to. No, I'm Bacon Patrol vote. is getting it. No, Bacon Patrol. <laughs> Oh, Banzai is making a comeback. Oh, the Rolling Heights dream is dead, and no one cares about Namalia. Namalia oh, zero really? votes. Namalia you know what? Is so gonna, good, folks. If if it wouldn't be oh 28, 28 votes for oh Rolling Heights is making a comeback. Twenty four wow. votes for Rolling Heights. Wow, Twenty eight votes for Rolling Heights. Look at that. Thirty two votes. Somebody's. You know what? I I'm I'm uh, voting again. Will cost <laughs> me twenty five Rado points. Yes, I can do that. Oh, I, I, I got so Bing many Rotto points. <laughs> Bing has a few ten thousands, tens of thousands of points. So, Bing, whatever you your whatever game you want, Bing, you could probably get uh, ranked today. <laughs> oh, I'm throwing some. I'm throwing them back and forth in between Bacon nice. Patrol and Rolling Heights. Poor game reason us. I'm very good to see you here. Rolling uh, Heights is making a making a play. That's wow. the one Chris wants, folks. Rolling Heights. I I could I could go for either. I mean I mean I feel bad for Bonsai. Yeah, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I, I just, I just, nah, I'm really torn. Okay. We got some real, we got some real bonsai fans though pushing it. People this is, this wow. is honestly the most exciting thing that's happened to me <laughs> in years, I would say. <laughs> this is, this is better than watching the horse races. Bacon, bacon Patrol is going for, okay, I'll oh, throw bacon it. Bacon Patrol. I'll throw it. It's Bacon Patrol oh, that it. takes it. Wow. Wow. Look 130 votes. 127 wow. for Bonsai, 123 for Rolling Heights. That Whoa. was a tough, tough, tough battle. One, folks. So Bacon Patrol, a.k.a. And the real name, folks, is Beacon Patrol. Let's go to Beacon Patrol right now. <laughs> so this one, it says 2022. I just got a copy. Oh, you know what? It was probably self-published last year, and Pandasaurus mm. just picked it up for this year. Uh, so oh, why gotcha. don't we go to, hey, you know what? This might be a good time to go to uh, Beacon Patrol on youtube because a gentleman named mm. ruel gaviola may have played it recently right wow. there there's that handsome fellow um, i hear that fella is handsome yeah um why isn't it showing so on up? the street come on there, really i've got an ad popping up <laughs> become a member oh of now i see now you're just trying to get yourself some uh some some youtube ad revenue <laughs> we see the we see the inner workings <laughs> this is the dark this is the dark side of the of the youtube world yes. right here 
Uh, here it is, folks. Uh, Beacon Patrol. Uh, this is a tile laying game. So right off the bat, you know you're gonna. I'm gonna like this one. It's a tile laying game. Uh, very chill uh, vibe to it. What you're doing is exploring the ocean. Now this is a one to four player cooperative game uh, where everyone's gonna have a couple of tiles. It's open information. And as on your turn, you're gonna see you. Uh, I'm playing the solo version here, so I have my boat right in the middle there or near the middle, and you take one of the tiles from your hands and place it adjacent to, uh, orthogonally adjacent to the tile that the boat is on. Now, the trick here, Chris, is when you place that tile, your boat must be able to travel to the newly placed tile. So depending on how the islands are, there's sometimes when you can't make it to the um, to that um, tile because you need to, you know, water to water, right? Uh, so mm. uh, the tiles they do, they can only be oriented in one space. So it's not like Carcassonne where you can like turn things. No, they have a little arrow that shows you where it goes. So as you can see there, I'm moving the boat. I've placed some tiles, the open water tile. I can go there. Um, the the other tiles I cannot place because it won't allow me to go there, or at least um, side to side. And you just continue. I'm playing the solo version here, so I have three tiles. I'm going to use at least two of them, and then either discard the final one or um, keep it for the next turn. And it's just a process of doing this, and what you're trying to do is get tiles surrounded orthogonally. So... In this case, if you're looking at the screen right now, that main mm -hmm. like beacon right in the middle, I've surrounded on all four sides. That's worth three points. And as you go, you're going to have lighthouses, which are worth three points. And I'm looking at the score right there. Uh, open water, if it's surrounded orthogonally, you get one point. And then little uh, buoys right there um, that I'm, you know, over there on the right side there. If you can surround those, they're worth two points each. So you continue until the entire, you know, stack of tiles is uh, gone counter your points and the, you get ranked basically you know hey if you get more than 45 points or whatever you're you're an awesome captain or whatever uh but that is right. beacon patrol uh now or it's going to be available from um uh panasaurus real soon cool and how sorry you probably said this but i was probably typing um how many players does it play is it solo only oh one to or four one to four one to four yeah and the way it's a very chill game and let me uh actually scoot up in the video uh, a little more as you can see like i mean just i really like the artwork it's just very calming and relaxing you're just out in the ocean on your mm -hmm. little boat exploring islands and stuff and as you can see there I, i've made it onto that um part of the ocean but as you you know my boat's at the top there now i can't get out unless i use movement so each round you're going to get a couple of movement tiles and you can move around freely so you're not always like trapped or whatever so uh, uh gotcha yeah very relaxing game i i really enjoyed it um and i don't know if it's uh well i did it here on my channel but it'll be out soon um uh retail folks so be sure to check it out that is beacon patrol now the question of the day though is what am i going to rank it on bgg um, that's true yeah i let me see bgg board game now it would have gotten a perfect 10 if it was called bacon patrol i'm not gonna lie bacon that's, patrol that's true you know i think the retheme could be possible right like <laughs> you just you replace those you replace the beacons with bacon strips <laughs> yeah you have it on you have maybe you're making eggs and then oh. what would what would the water be um i i wanted to say gravy hollandaise oh maybe it's ho hollandaise what about maybe it's a yeah, hollandaise, or I was thinking like hash browns, but... Oh, yeah, man. yeah, maybe it's just a bed of home fries, right? Like that's there you covering go. the plate, and you got Ooh. your eggs and your bacon that are slopping down on it. I like and it. then uh And then your ship is basically like your fork. Yeah. You can, <laughs> but, but I guess I guess you're a, you're a chef then. Like you have, because yes. you're creating the plate. 
right? So you're Perfect. creating the plate for a hungry customer. Absolutely. Um, and as uh, Botabelli says, uh, you could, very it could be like, yeah, you're a, it's a flat top stove. Yeah. And you're, you're yeah. moving your spatula around. Oh, that's perfect. Y'all, I think we just came up with uh, the alternative version of this. So, <laughs> yeah, I think it's going to uh, seriously like the Pandasaurus, reason. get at us for the rights because <laughs> all of us here collectively on stream, we own Bacon Patrol. <laughs> we own it. We're TMing it right now. We're, it doesn't yes. matter that, you know, somebody else came up with the entire game. doesn't matter. <laughs> it matters that and we so- came up with this. And when they retheme, we're all getting a, a one single pretty penny, the prettiest penny that's out there i want my penny for sure yes uh so that yeah, yeah bacon patrol there's your retheme folks now for beacon patrol I, I i did really enjoy this i'm wondering how much staying power it has um yeah i liked it as a solo game and that's gonna be i feel like that's it's gonna be interesting to see how this plays multiplayer um yeah you know so i don't know i mean it it's feels very game. solo from how you described it right yeah maybe that was just because of, like watching you watching your the example was solo yeah now one thing in the cooperative game that you can do that obviously doesn't make sense in the, the single-player game is there's the one action where you can trade tiles with a, one of your pl- uh, po- or co- uh, pl- fellow players. So if there's mm-hmm. something that you can't really use, then, hey, I'll trade you this and blah, blah, blah. So what am I going to rank it, friends? Uh, let's see. Uh, it's definitely a 7 or above. I, I'm going to say, let's see. It's not quite an 8. Um, I do like the puzzly nature of it. I'm going to go a 7.73. Uh, 7.73. Well, that's pretty good. Is the right. I thought you were going to do 7.23. So, yeah. So, a solid game uh, by Torben Ratzlaff. I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing it. Uh, it is a lighter weight game, but I think it's uh, a game that deserves a look. Uh, and that is a Beacon Patrol from Panasaurus. Uh, not Bacon nice. Patrol. That's that's our game, folks. Beacon Patrol. That's our game. Yeah. That's our game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you, Otter, for uh, cashing in your Rotto points for that. Uh, so I'm going to mark that as done. Done, 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 done. Boom. We have done a Ruel's Yeah, Botabelli so. said nothing like 400 plus votes on, on the stream <laughs> with, with 50 people. I was like, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> All right. Uh, so Chris, um, we, before we get going, I mean, we still got some, uh, some time to hang out before we yeah. uh, do the show. Um, we can always hang out after too. Yeah, I was gonna say we we can we can do uh, we'll do a post uh, wrap up, folks. So we're gonna do our top fifteen. This is a combined list with um, Chris, myself, and Rado. And then after at the end, um, when we come back here, uh, we will do we'll we'll share what else didn't make it uh, on the official list. You know, basically mm-hmm. numbers five through ten from each of us. Um, so. Um, there was something I was going to ask you, Chris. Darn it. It just slipped my mind. Uh, let's see. World Series. Of I think it's gaming. genetics. Really? Yes. That's, that's how I, that's how I am. So handsome. Yeah. If that oh, was that's what, yeah. If that was you, the question. You are definitely the most handsome contributor on the channel by far. No, um, that's yeah. n- incorrect. You're blowing <laughs> smoke, Ruel, and I'll accept it. Yes, you will. <laughs> yes, you will. Uh, Tharvis, thank you for the follow. Welcome to the channel. Uh, we are hanging out. Uh, what we do, folks, we if you're the first time here, we hang out here pre-show and then post-show. We record for YouTube. This will be coming on YouTube real soon, our top 15 must-have games. Um, so stick around for that. Uh, we'll start in a few minutes. Um, I was going to ask you, let me see. You're, oh, so folks who are here, this is Monday, obviously, not Tuesday. We usually yeah. do Twitch Tuesday. Uh, we're doing this. Why, Chris? Why are we doing this? 
Well, we we figured out that for Goblin, it's always Wednesday whenever we did it. And so because of that, we figured we should share the love this time, you know, for the summer, just for Goblin, so that it, that it happens on a Tuesday for Goblin. That is the number one reason that we decided to make the switch. Number two is that I will have rehearsals and, uh, you know, shows on Tuesday. But... Uh, <laughs> number one reason is, you know, so that we can we can make sure Goblin gets gets Twitch Tuesday. Exactly. You know. And also, Boda Belly uh, says, you know, Tuesdays are packed for them, so they appreciate the move to money. So exactly, Goblin. Yeah, we heard your Bode. complaints. Yes. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> and 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 we're doing our best here to 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 serve all of you. That's, exactly. That's what we're here for. Yeah. So it's uh, Twitch Monday for the next. Um, Two months, I believe. I think till the end of July, maybe into August. Um, yeah. So, yeah, 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 yeah. End of to... August, I think, would be probably good. Yeah, uh, or maybe in August, I might be able to do Tuesday because my shows will start at I think like seven thirty, so okay. at seven thirty local time. And currently, it's like four thirty right now. So I, I think doing it on oh. Tuesday would probably put would probably be a little tight on August. Oh, wait, I, I just realized. So it's four thirty. I, I just assumed it's it was four thirty time. So it's yeah. no longer Eastern. What is Eastern time plus one or Eastern time plus one? Yeah, it's Atlantic wow. time. I, yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, thank you for accommodating us, Chris. Appreciate it. And uh, oh no, yeah, that's yeah. no, great. Uh, you know, uh, and Bree says thanks for taking one for the team. Uh, very, very kind of you. <laughs> and now Travis well, Goblin says, says you get a whole month. You get more than that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. And Travis says maybe having on Monday will avoid uh, the uh, Twitch troubleshooting Tuesday troubleshooting hour. No, it, it didn't avoid. We we still had problems uh, at the start of the stream. So no matter yeah, what. Yeah, because day. you know they say they say a bad dress means a good uh, opening. So we get all the kinks out in the pre-show with all of our closest friends who yep. give us allowances, and then in, for the for the fiendish YouTube audience, we need to make sure everything <laughs> is uh, tippity toppity. So, uh, yeah, but we know that you all here are, you know, the truest, most kind, loveliest people on the Internet. And I stand by this. Um, And so that's why, you know, that's why we and keep 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 a little bit of pizzazz, you know, keep a little (laughs) bit of mystery, a little bit of suspense going. Right. What's going to happen next? Yes. Always, (laughs) always uh, keep them wanting for more. Right. That's the number one thing. Okay. So why don't we get into it, uh, Chris? Why don't we uh, start, and then folks again stick around because we'll talk afterwards as well. Um, and uh, anything else, Chris? We need to uh, go over before we start the show. Uh, no, board game says where are you? That's EST plus one PEI close. I'm in Halifax, Nova Scotia, Halifax. So yeah, Maritimes. Nice. All yeah. right. I have no idea where that is. Um, I'm I failed geography <laughs> in, in high school. Well, um, we're on we're on really we're very far away from each other. We're like point to point. Probably the furthest you almost as far as you can get wow. in North America. That is right? crazy. Yeah, I just because yeah. I'm in Southern California, and so yeah. that means I'm so, uh, southwest. You're oh my gosh, yeah, yeah, like a beeline diagonal line. Yeah, oh it's pretty far. So in terms of okay, so I'm my map like it's like uh, the most is it Ontario that's far, uh, furthest right or at least I don't um, know. yeah, Ontario is like above Michigan. Right. Okay. With that sort of tip, like the tip Windsor will touch Michigan, like Windsor yeah. and Detroit. Uh, uh-huh. So that's Ontario. And then it goes Quebec, and then it goes New Brunswick, and then there's Nova Scotia, and then there's PEI, which is Prince Edward Island, and then there's Newfoundland, which is a little bit further. So Newfoundland is actually a weird um, province because they have a half hour 
change time change oh so it would be it would be a half hour ahead of me right now no so way 30 for me right now so it'd be <laughs> five in newfoundland yeah interesting this episode is brought to you by reese's peanut butter cups in breaking news leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if reese's peanut butter cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate however it appears the study was inconclusive as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Oh my gosh, all these time zones, folks. Uh, you know, I, I stopped uh, saying good morning, good afternoon, good evening to folks online. I just say good time zone. Hello, how are you? So, uh, <laughs> Want to say hello, thank you for the follow, Henry Audubon, folks. Henry is the designer of Cosmoctopus. I'm looking forward to it coming oh, out real amazing. soon, folks. Thank you for that hanging out with us, Henry. You may also know Henry, folks, from a great little game called Parks. And I say little because I'm joking. I love Parks. It's so fantastic. <laughs> uh, thanks for joining us today, uh, Henry. Uh, by the way, Andrew is asking, why is Chris talking about all these fictional places like they exist? <laughs> I'm a storyteller, right? You know, I'm an actor. I like to, I like to, I like to world build. That's a, that's a, I like RPGs, so it's all about the world building, really. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, before we get going, I I forgot. Before we start this uh, sh- recording the show, battle royale time. Can we get a oh, battle yeah. royale? Yeah. We gotta see them all murder each other. Y'all got in. Keep it inky. Yeah. Keep it inky, folks. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> that's that's a, that's a good. That's how. Oh, it is. inky one. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Battle Royale, boom. Good luck, everybody. Let's do it. There Everybody's go. going to be dropping in from planes. How does somebody get one of these little avatars, uh, Ruel? Subscribe to the channel, and you get a little Subscribe avatar. Subscribe to the channel. Yeah. You get a little avatar, and you could be in a Battle Royale, too. Yes, folks. All right. And you can you can smash each other up. You <laughs> just really sm- just punch it's each fun. other's guts out. I th- I find it so hard. I'm so far. My my computer's so far away. I can't narrate. But I know. You know what I'm gonna see. I'm gonna narrate what I see. Um, small small little guy who is probably wearing 3D glasses is gonna take out Scarecrow Hat Hat Boy. <laughs> uh, since there's no music for Battle Royale. Oh man. I just... So I'll make the own. Um, I'll make the music. Okay. And I was trying to fix it on the fly. Get some music here. Boom 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 boom. Just like, dun, 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 just like the app, folks. We thought it was over, and it's not. There's still. Oh, it's the two people that I called out earlier. I oh. swear, I was looking at those people. No, no, old scarecrow hat's dead, dead oh. and gone. But that's that's who I was looking oh, at. Corthane, Congrats, congratulations. Corthane. Well done, Corthane. Oh. Chris got louder and said, sorry if I blew out the mic. Oh. I got too excited. It might, it might have been on me. <laughs> yeah, I think. <laughs> hey, that's what I'm the pre-show is for, folks. Then we can mess around with volume levels and stuff. You know, that's what you're here for. Okay. Um, let me. 
Okay, I think we're good. I'm gonna update this here. So the pre-show's over. We're gonna get to our top 15 must-have games. And I'm gonna switch over to here. Nope, that's Beacon Patrol. Nope, that's not it. Ah, I'm going all over the place there. I don't know who Old Scarecrow Head is, Goblin, but uh, maybe it's you. And if so, then I now like Old Scarecrow Head. If it's <laughs> not you, then Old Scarecrow Head is my nemesis. <laughs> I'll stand by this. Sorry, Old Scarecrow Head, but uh, you've scared me too many times yep. in the cornfield. That's my right. vamping is done and we're ready to go, I think. Yeah, we are good to go. All right, <laughs> thanks. Okay, uh, volume levels are good. Let's get the show going. So, uh, folks, if we get raided or if people come in, please let them know uh, in chat. And you know what? I want to see if this works. I have a command, hopefully set up. If we do live, nope, it's not. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Just type in command live. It says we're recording yeah. for YouTube. We'll be right back. Awesome. Hey, if that worked, maybe I can do command Chris. And you can hey, follow Chris look at on that. his YouTube channel, folks. There it is. All right. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, see you, Bing. Thanks for just stopping by. And we're going to get going. All right, um, we're going to do an intro, and then we'll come back here, and we'll see you in a second, folks. Uh, Chris, you good to go? Let's roll. All right, here we go. Hey, everybody. This episode of the R&R&R Show is brought to you by Perk Coffee. And if you'd like to get 15% off your next order, head over to perk.rado.com. Okay, let's get the show going. And hello, friends. Welcome to our top 15 must-have games. My name is Ruel Gabriela, joined by my incredible co-host, Chris George. Chris, how are you doing, my friend? I'm fantastic. I'm excited about this list. I'm really excited about this list. I'm excited that Perk Coffee keeps coming back to perk everybody up. That's also what I'm excited about. Yes. Um, you're a big... I'm not really a coffee drinker, but I love Perk Coffee because they support the show. But I know you are a coffee drinker, Well, Yes. What did you drink today? Because I know you drink something every time in honor of our sponsor. I do, uh, Chris. And this time, I, I think I did this last time on the show... I am going with their decaf instant coffee. So the instant coffee, folks, I don't need to brew yeah. it. I just get some hot water, add the instant, and I'm really surprised. I'm I'm not an instant coffee drinker, but um, the taste, mm, chef's kits, it's so good. And I'm going with decaf because I have, if I have too much caffeine, like I'm going to be up all night. So I'll have mine in the morning, which I already did. And here, as we're recording this uh, live on Twitch, folks, if you want to watch this live, be sure to hit the show notes below. Um, and I like to have this one in the afternoon because it takes the edge off of the caffeine. And I still get that, yeah. you know, coffee taste, which I really enjoy. And I love their mug. This is my go-to mug these days. It's, it's just wonderful. Nice. Okay. Takes the edge off of hanging out with me, too, probably. <laughs> just mellows it out. Yeah, because we all need that. Uh, <laughs> uh, Chris, so we've got this really interesting list. Now, Richard has actually done this on the channel before with other contributors. So it's now it's our turn to step in and find out oh, yeah. what our must-have games are. Now, the way I approach this, now, we, we there's different approaches. So I was looking at it like... These are the games I would I would want if I was stuck on a de deserted island. Basically, like mm -hmm. if I was, uh, say, Tom Hanks in Castaway, and instead of talking to a volleyball, I wanted to you know have some kind of you know board game with me. These are the ones I would take. And my criteria was I had to at least play two, and I had to at least have once at least one solo game because if I was by myself, there it is. But also play two because. I'm assuming Michelle would be stuck on this island with me. Um, how did you look at this list, uh, Chris? Yeah, yeah, I think pretty similar. Like, I, I wasn't sure because, like, 
must-haves and desert islands to me are, are feel like two different topics, right? Okay. So I think we should really label this video must-have slash desert island because I think it conveys yeah. that that idea. Uh, mm-hmm. I went more with the with the desert island as well because um, with Richard saying that he, his were that these are the five games you get to pick for the rest of your life. That's it. So yeah. even when I think about desert island, I think well I. I hope I get rescued a little bit. Like, I hope I'm just killing time for, you know, six seasons like lost and then finally get to go home. Um, that's what I'm hoping. Uh, and so, and so like that also changed, changed the calculation for me. But then I thought about, so I really thought I really tried to focus on games because if it was like must haves for me, it would just be like my top five games of all time. Right. Right. And I'm like, okay, well that seems like a boring list because there's too much crossover. So I wanted to find out what that distinction was. And so for me, it's games that I could play, could feasibly play over and over and over and over again to, to the, to the fullest extent of that playing that over and over and over again and not getting tired of them. right. And so that's what I really tried to focus. I assumed that I, on this desert Island, I would have the optimal player count whenever I wanted. Um, and, uh, and the optimal people to play with who would match me in those games. Um, so that's, that's what, that's where I kind of like structured my list uh, in terms of the the must have games, uh, to, to, to really focus on the things that I could continuously play over and over and not get bored with. Cause I think that's, uh, that for me was, was a more, um, a more uh, it helped me deviate a bit from like just just my tops and just my favorites. Right. Okay. Cool. Some of my favorites are obviously in there, but it, it gives a little bit of of distinction. Absolutely. Um, and yes. I'm really excited about my number five because I also have never played it. Wait. What? Okay. Uh, okay. You got me intrigued. <laughs> so why don't we kick things off right now? Your number five. This is our number fifteen in the combined list. Chris. Yeah. Really? Okay. You've never. I go ahead. I've just take never it away. played this game, wow. and I am willing to put it on this list because of how excited I am about it. Um, this was, it's still fulfilling. It's still, it's in its play testing stage. It was on Kickstarter back in 2021, around August, September-ish. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's when it was. This was uh, a game that I, I started scrolling through because I looked through all the games on crowdfunding. I started scrolling through and I was like, oh, oh, this is, this is cool. And I didn't stop saying this is cool for like the 13 minutes that I was scrolling through like the campaign page. Wow. It, 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 is, it, it also hits into that like large campaign style game. Like I felt like I needed to have one of these on the desert island. Yeah. So I wanted to include this at like number five, right? Okay. Also because I haven't played it. But like it, it, there aren't going to be any other large campaign games on my list because this I feel like takes the cake. And this is the one that I feel like I am the most excited to play. And I think this is the one that I'm going to complete the soonest out of um, large campaign games. This is Aridia, the paths we dare tread. I am unbelievably still excited for this game. It it looks so cool. They're going to have pre-painted minis. It's like an RPG style in a box thing pre-painted minis they're going to come in this little advent calendar to pop out i mean i guess like osworn is kind of doing that too but they're not painted so eat it osworn um (laughs) you're not on my desert island also never played osworn but like heard it's really good and would be interested in it um the the others the other stuff that really makes me excited about this is that you get role-playing points so it's really leaning into that sort of rpg style Mm -hmm. so when you 
when you're interacting with a character, if you're playing this, this with somebody else, they'll have a card and that card will have like a number of different bits of information on it. And depending upon how the person like reacts or asks questions, you're allowed to answer the other things, right? And then you get role-playing points for like how effective you were at like role-playing the other character. And then you can use those role-playing points, I think, to like just mitigate dice rolls or whatever. I think it's something, it's something very minor so that like it won't impact you if, if like you're playing solo or, or whatever. Oh. But I, I just loved that idea. I found that e- idea to be like so super novel. I think it looks gorgeous. I think the attention to detail in here looks off the charts. Like they have these like three layer player boards that you can have. There's, there's going to be so efficient. Uh, they really care about storage and they care about it getting to the table. Um, also, another thing that really made me excited was the combat system. You're going to be rolling dice, and the dice are custom, and so they show which part of the uh, of the, of your body does the enemy attack. And so, if you're wearing shin guards, oh, and the rats yeah. are rolling, they're biting your shins. Well, your your armor wow. will like negate against it. So, like those little bits of specificity get me just 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 really excited for it. Um, I do I do a series on the Room Board channel, both five reasons you shouldn't back anytime a Kickstarter raises over a million dollars. And I wasn't going to do it for this because their funding goal was like 700,000. Oh. They needed to raise like 700,000 to make to get this to be made. And it was like the first time I saw like a realistic funding goal because mm-hmm. um, most most funding goals in Kickstarter often are, you know, fake so that you can hit it soon. And then and then it looks better for the numbers. Right. Yep. Uh, so I really appreciated that about them. And then also because because of that i was like well i don't want to do like a five edition back it just basically got over its funding goal you know what i mean like i I try to not do that sort of thing but then i had to for my own purposes like i was like i'm too excited about this game and at that time i did not have any money it's very expensive it was like 165 on kickstarter oh wow um and the U.S. So for me in Canada, it's you know like a house, uh, but <laughs> uh, hopefully the box is big enough to live in. Um, but but it's it's just so it so cool. It looks so cool. Uh, I and I actually won. Um, I entered the board game geek contest. Board game geek has those little contests. Yeah. And I and I and I won a copy of Iridia. This was back like wow, right as I just begun doing content creation. I, and I and I was completely out of work, and I did not have the money to purchase it. Uh, and wow! And I, and like winning a copy was just like it's I it's so exciting. And I think even if I didn't, I probably would have like scrounged up the money or asked for it for a gift or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like uh, I think it's at that level of anticipation. And when I think about campaign games, and I think about the campaign games that I want to play, like I just I want to play Iridia rather than any of the campaign games on my shelf. So yeah. that's why I was like, you know what? Because that excitement has carried me through, um, I think it it's put me on a desert island. So then I'll have the time to play it, <laughs> and I'll finally get some time, and I'll blaze through this campaign. Yeah, all the classes look cool. This yeah. might be one of the only games where I'm like, I think I would replay this just because all the all the classes from what I've seen look really neat. Yeah, it yeah. just looks looks like a, a heck of a lot of fun. Very. So nice. I'm excited. Wow, yeah. what a choice to kick off this list. That is a great pick. I. I'd never heard of this game until you just start talking about it, Chris. I had, really know, apparently I missed all the big Kickstarter news and whatnot because this is a huge <laughs> campaign, obviously. And, it was a couple of years ago, right? Okay, too. and there's been so many campaigns ever since, right? Yeah, like right. there's yeah, there's always campaigns coming out. That's know? right. Uh, but um, 
yeah, just everything you mentioned. I mean, from the uh, you know pre-painted minis right there, I'm already excited because yeah. I'm I don't paint minis, so yeah, me neither. Yeah, so if I can have that already done, rather than saying, oh, this would look cooler if I could get someone to paint these minis, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Um, the most I've ever done is like I've like uh, uh, done the little wash, you know, just like a wash on uh, minis. That's that helps, good. but there's nothing That's like great. a pre- yeah, like a painted job. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I I would totally play this uh, just based on your description, seeing that quick video. I like that, you know, the whole like, hey, you're gonna get hit on the arm, and that's gonna you know affect uh, you know your arm or your leg or whatever. That's, yeah, that, that's really unique. that was one of the yeah. that's what I thought was like really kind of innovative yeah. a, a bit with it and like i'm always on the lookout for like unique things and yeah. and there was just of so many so many little things little touches in there where i'm like this is this is cool yeah. and like maybe it's been done before but like i certainly haven't seen it yeah uh and i've seen a lot of games so exactly. I, the, when when something can have that consistent effect on me like even the even the characters you comes it comes with 12 little heads and uh, yeah and six little bodies and you can stick the heads in and customize yeah. it with that it's just Slow so heat. fun right like i just think it's gonna be a friggin' blast yeah. so all right uh, by the designer of zaya uh legends of a drift system that's uh, oh. cody miller's other big hit yes i'd say very nice pedigree yeah. cool all right great yeah. choice wow um, yeah, that, let's move on to number 14. This has um, a little bit to, uh, similarity to what you chose. Uh, this is my pick uh, on the list. Um, it is a campaign-style game, um, a mm-hmm. legacy game. And this one, probably my favorite legacy game of all time. I had nothing but the best time with it with my buddies. Um, and normally, legacy games for me, they're better like as uh, theoretically. I love the, the-, the idea of a legacy game or campaign game. But in reality... Mm-hmm. I play it once or twice with the same group and we're already, you know, moving on to another game or it just doesn't get back to the table, unfortunately. But for our number 14 combined list, it is Clank Legacy Acquisitions are Incorporated. I nice. I absolutely adore this game. Um, it was one of my favorite gaming experiences ever. Uh, here, uh, Jen and uh, Rado are playing uh, through it here. Um, it's a deck building game based on Clank. If you've never played Clank, it's basically a deck builder meets a dungeon crawl with some push your luck. You're trying to survive. And what Clank Legacy did was take the Acquisitions Incorporated like world and incorporated that. And what what really set this apart for me for, from anything else is just the sense of humor. It is by far one of the funniest experiences I've ever had. Uh, just some of the lines and the little bits and things that happen to characters or what they say. As you go go through, I'm not going to spoil anything because I, I really think it's worth it. And actually, you know what's funny, Chris? I, I just realized the older I get, the worse my memory gets. I can totally play this game again <laughs> if I got a brand new copy because I don't want to remember any of it. So That's perfect. <laughs> so there's something to be said for memory loss, friends. So you get to play games yeah. over and over. And if I'm stuck on a deserted island or just by myself, I can constantly play this over because it's going to be fresh every time because I'm losing my mind. Um yeah, and and also especially because you'll be on the deserted island, and if you need to, you can just get a coconut to drop on your head somewhere, Boom. and right. then that'll that'll reset everything. Again. There it is, folks. Perfect reset for a legacy game. But here's the thing: even if uh, if I even if I did have perfect memory and remembered everything, what's great about this is at the end of your campaign, you've done everything. You've got your you have a very unique board that you have created that you can totally play base game clank on, or you can play. Obviously, I would recommend playing with all the things that you've unlocked during the campaign. It is fantastic. It's a double-sided board. Spoiler alert. It's not really a spoiler alert. You open the box, you see it's double-sided. But there are other yeah. things that you get unlocked. Uh, <laughs> Unplayable now. No yeah, one can uh, go get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, just throw it in the trash. <laughs> no. But seriously, get it, folks. It's so good. And 
they actually have a sequel coming out, which I'm super excited about. But even if I don't play the sequel, I would highly, highly recommend Clank Legacy Acquisitions Incorporated. One of the greatest, for me, the greatest legacy game of all time. I absolutely love it. And, you know, I love Clank. So this took Clank and just ratcheted it up from, you know, whatever I ranked it to a an 11 or 12 and um yeah yeah i would totally play this again i i absolutely love it nice yeah i've played base clank uh with a but i haven't played acquisitions incorporated but you're not the first person to tell me that like i it's one that yeah. if i didn't have too many campaign games already right. already purchased that i need to justify the purchase for by yeah. playing them then i would go out and buy it and add it to my shelf very soon nice. like clank's just a solid system it's fun it is it, it really is yeah okay uh, so we've got 15, 14. Let's move on to number 13. And Richard, what you got for us? Okay, everybody. Hey, you guys. I'm loving it so far. I think those are some very good games to start out with. Although, Chris, man, you are a brave soul. Uh, taking Iridia, a game that, as far as I know, you've never actually played. I mean, yes, I, I know you were super excited when it was crowdfunding. And actually, I guess you won a copy of it in a contest. Is that right? So I guess I could see you want to carry that with you for the rest of your days as a token of good luck. Um, it looks so cool. There are so many wonderful ideas. You know, the way uh, combat has directional attacks and, um, you know, the, the way the world expands and, you know, that kind of open nature of exploration. A lot of neat things, but for me, probably way too much dice rolling. But hey, if you like uh, rolling them bones over and over and over again, uh, and then a bunch of other stuff on top of it, or if you just like uh, Zaya, uh, yeah, it makes sense. I would see why that would go on the list. I have an alternative that we'll talk about later, though. Um, oh, and then, uh, well, very, uh, very good choice for Clank Legacy. I, I mean, you know, don't be fooled, folks. I mean, Legacy has so much replayability. Once you've finished the game, the main campaign, and you've made your own custom board and all of that, I mean, I, after Jen and I finished Clank Legacy, we got rid of our original version of Clank because Clank Legacy was everything we needed for replayability. I've got a similar uh, game on my extended list. Didn't quite make uh, you know the short list, but it made the slightly shorter list. And for folks who don't know, you know there is an extended edition of this episode, right? Where we are, well, at least I am going to talk about even more must-have games. Um, you know, Desert Island, whatever you want to call them. And I assume uh, Chris and Ruel will too. You can hit that I in the top right corner of the screen or follow the links down in the show notes, you'll still get this entire show plus a bunch of extra stuff. Pre-show uh, fun shenanigans and post-show talking about additional games. And uh, like I said, I've got one that's very near and dear to my heart. But anyway, enough about your guys' choice. Uh, what is my number five on my personal list, therefore number 13 on this communal list? I am glad you asked. It is Planet Unknown. And the reason this is here is because, okay, um, if these are the games I'm taking to my grave, I've got to have a tile layer. I love tile laying. Bonus points if it's a polyomino tile layer too. And so I thought long and hard about what's going to be my one tile layer that um, you know they bury me with. And I'm not saying Plan Unknown is the greatest tile layer of all times. I mean, it's certainly top tier. But what this game has, in addition to a wonderful presentation, bear in mind, you're looking at me covering a prototype of it uh, when it was uh, fundraising. The final version looks even cooler. But, um, you know, 
There are so many different planets that change the rules every time you play as we're trying to terraform this unknown planet. And the, the Lazy Susan as a method for drafting tiles is just so great. And I especially love the fact there's really kind of two different ways you could use it at a lower player count. Um, one that's a little bit more easy to pick up and play, and one that becomes super crunchy uh, if you're really wanting some brain burneriness. And then um, you know, every time you play, there's a wide variety of different objectives you're chasing after and um, you know once you're as you're laying the tiles and gathering the resources from them you're potentially triggering really satisfying huge combo chain stuff too very gone shown clevery so you know Again, I, you know, there were several tile layers I could have put on this list, but at the end of the day, I just kept coming back to Planet Unknown as you know maybe the zenith of the genre, or certainly the uh, the version, the, you know, the best version for just infinite replayability. Both Jen and I love it to pieces, and that's why it's number thirteen on the list, Planet Unknown. Okay, uh, so once again, you know, folks, if you've joined us for our previous uh, shows, we had some fun with uh, Chris last time where we would do these lists and Richard was basically just trashing Chris's choices. Oh yeah, he hates my picks. Yeah. And honestly, that's my goal from moving forward for yeah. every R&R and r show is to like, not for this one. I mean, this one's a lot more subjective, so yeah, you can't yeah. really, but anything that will be subjective, I'm going to make sure that I pick the antithesis <laughs> of whatever Richard wants. Yeah. <laughs> Fun. But uh, Planet Unknown, though, um, so yeah, uh, he had thoughts on our games. Uh, and, but Planet Unknown, folks, an awesome tile lane game. It's fantastic. Yeah. It's fantastic. I, I, well, that's one thing it's about this choice. list. So yeah, we, we create these lists together where we each pick five of the top 15. And uh, so obviously not all of our choices get on here, but I'm glad that Richard picked this one because I, I thought this needed to be on this list. So if even if I didn't, yeah. I'm glad he did. It's not it's not on my even on my shortlist because I don't yet own a copy, but that's only because it's out of stock. Yeah. Like it's literally one of those things I've played it. I played it once and I'm like, this needs to be in my collection. Yeah. I cannot wait until it is, and I can play it over and over again. Like, yep. great pick. It's so, so good. good. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's move on to our number 12. Uh, throwing it back to Chris. What you got for us, my friend? Oh, yeah. That's me. Number 12. Okay, number 12 is... I told this to my girlfriend, and she said, basic. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I know, but I still... I like it. And I think I would want to play it over and over again. Because I was like, okay, what do you think? Like, I was running the list by her. I was like, am I missing anything? She's like, you're trash. Because I didn't put any of those stuff that she wanted on there. Um, uh, but this one is like a, a stalwart favorite uh, for a lot of people. Uh, it's number six on Board Game Geek right now. It's Terraforming Mars. Ah, nice. I feel like I have to put Terraforming Mars on here. And and this was kind of a surprise pick for me, but it, it's it's one of those things that I feel the replayability, again, like focusing on replayability and being able to play this over and over again. I think the amount of different combos and different chains of things that you can do is is really fun. Like, I, it, it's very exciting to me. I, I like all the aspects of it. I like that I can pursue different strategies each time. You know, one time I went for a science strategy and felt so cool. And then I was like erupting plants from Mars and I felt so cool. Uh, and and so there's just something so immensely satisfying about it. I, I know it is basic. It's, it's basic because lots of people like this game, but I do too. And I can just, I, I see myself 
this one may was in my own top 20 games um it was in the 20 to 10 aspect i think it was like 12 or something for me um but it, it's just so satisfying right it's whenever i play a game of terra mars i leave feeling full and especially when i'm not eating a lot on this deserted island well then i can at least have the feeling of fullness from terraforming mars yeah and that's that's all yeah. i'll say it's, it's yeah. not much more to really add it's terraforming mars most of you know it but it's yeah. it's just it's one of those things that I think I, I believe I could play over and over again uh, because of the amount of combos and the amount of sort of differences in there. Agreed. Yeah, a great, great choice. And, you know, I was just talking about how I was hoping, you know, Planet Unknown would make the list because I, you know, I had to cut down to five. Terraform Mars, uh, Chris, was also another one that, you know, it's in my oh, yeah. top ten of all time and it had to be here. I didn't put it on my short five, but I assumed, I mean, I, I guess. I, I'm gambling, folks. I'm, I'm gambling like, okay, either Chris <laughs> or Rich is going to have this on the list. And I'm glad you put it on here. It's yeah, it's still. Oh, yeah, I old. forget we can we can play each other's games now, right? Because That's we're right. we're doing this list together. Yeah, so we can play each other's games for, for the end until the end of time. Wow, <laughs> the end of time. Honestly, the the weight that has been lifted off of me because I was like, <laughs> I know there are some gaps in my list. Yeah, I, I've seen it. I know what the gaps are, but yeah. I just I, I picked what I picked. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah. think about it. Like it's not just the five. Like this is top fifteen. So we have all these on our deserted island or wherever That's we are. True. So, Perfect. Yeah, yeah. Terraforming Mars, yeah, it still holds up. It, one of the ultimate engine-building games. And, you know, it is, you know, if you're on that deserted island by yourself, it plays solo, and I've played it plenty of times solo. It, it's it's fantastic. So, yeah, good call, Chris. Very well yeah. done. Uh, let's move on to our number 11. That's going to be my choice. And, you know, if I'm going to be on a deserted island, if I, if I have a must-have, if I have something in my, you know, in our, in our 15 games, it ha- one of them has to have something to do with Star Wars. I am a Star Wars geek through and through. And I think for my money, it's going to be Star Wars Rebellion. Um, this is a fantastic nice. two-player game. Now, they say two to four players, but the four players would be you're playing like teams and you don't want to do that. You, you want to do two, a one-on-one here. And... Mafia, you've, you've eaten those two people by now. Yeah, exactly. Now they're gone. <laughs> they're not around. Uh, but Hey, there's uh, our friend Shay Parker, fellow contributor on the channel. He did a wonderful, how to play uh, Star Wars rebellion in 18 minutes on his channel, RTFM. It's awesome. And actually that's how I got, I learned how to play uh, a while back. Um, this, this is such a brilliant game. It captures the theme of star wars perfectly you have all the different characters and it's sort of like a it's got this big overview of like the star wars the original star wars movie but it has characters from throughout the different um uh, storylines and stuff basically it's the rebels trying to hide out from the imperials the empire is trying to locate the rebel base and when they do the game immediately is over you have lost now the rebels they're playing like the stalling game you got to keep you know hide you're trying to hide you can you can move the um the rebel base around uh, a little hidden movement there but there's also a lot going on here than just a hidden movement game you have you know area control area majority um and actually this game reminds me a little bit of Twilight Imperium. It's got a very epic scope of trying to take over all these different planets, but it's done so brilliantly for a two-player game. And I think one of the designers actually worked on both the games. Um, Corey, I always mess up his last name, Corey Knausia. I, I forget his name. I'm, I'm sorry, Corey. But anyways, wonderful game. You're going through uh, different planets, trying to take over them, trying to get your troops on there. If you have enough troops and you'll win the battles, uh, you have you know all the spaceships, you have all the different modifiers. 
This is a lot of dice chucking, which is awesome. I love dice chucking, but there's ways to mitigate the dice, of course. Um, what's awesome, though, is when you're playing on either side, trying to, you know, convert one of the characters from one side to another, if you can turn Darth Vader over to the Rebels, or if you can turn, you know, um, Luke to the dark side, epic moments in this game. Um, I play this game, I play this game actually a couple times with my buddy Patrick, and it's always such a great experience because he's got the, you know, Star Wars soundtracks blaring in the background, and it's just nice. us two. He's painted all the minis, and oh man, if I was stuck on an island, this is the one. Now, Michelle's not playing with this with me yet, but if we're stuck on an island, we've got nothing else to do except try to survive, and the other thing we do is play Star Wars Rebellion because it's awesome, and that's why it's our number 11 on the list, Star Wars Rebellion. Who do you like playing uh, more as, the Imperials or the Rebels? Oh man, you know what the the kid in me is always going to be want to be the Rebels because that's you know <laughs> who you identify with. But the adult in me, I want to be the Empire too. You know, so <laughs> I've played once at, uh, as um, on either side. I've, I've played on both sides. I think I have a winning record on the Rebels because, of course, it's a little geared towards the Rebels because that's the story. But the Empire's the empire can win i I have not won the empire but i've been i've lost to the empire uh so yeah yeah i don't know if it's totally balanced but who cares it's star wars it's epic um (laughs) it's just it's it's brilliant and uh highly recommend for star wars fans but if you want a really good 1v1 game this is it folks star wars rebellion okay nice Uh, let's move on so that's 11 let's move on uh to richard's number 10 uh take it away richard Okay, continuing on, uh, Terraforming Mars, Chris, I am sure you are not alone with that. That'd probably make a lot of people shortlist. I wouldn't consider it um, one because, well, I don't know if you guys did this, but the games I'm talking about, I had a self-imposed restriction that I could not include expansions. It's just the game, no expansions. And, uh, you know, so that's throwing away half of everything Terraforming Mars has to offer because there's so much expansion content. Although, where's our cooperative expansion? They did it for Ares Expedition, I want a co-op version of Terraforming Mars so I could go back in. Um, oh, and, you know, and honestly, I wouldn't consider playing uh, Terraforming Mars without the Prelude expansion. So, yeah, it doesn't work for me, but yeah, I totally get it. I totally get it. Uh, I've got a game coming up a little bit later that's kind of in the same realm. Um, oh, and then, yeah, Star Wars... Uh, Rebellion, sure, Rebellion. Of course you have it. If I'd had to guess, this would have uh, I would have guessed this was on your list. And yeah, I suppose it's nice if you like that kind of thing. Uh, but just not my cup of tea. What is my cup of tea? Number 10 on our combined list has to be Frosthaven. Oh yeah, there I am covering a uh, prototype of it when it was crowdfunding, one of the biggest crowdfunding successes of all time. And uh, I mentioned before, uh, Chris, I have an answer to Iridia, and it's this. Um, in previous versions of my must-have list that I've done years ago, Gloomhaven made the shortlist, but Gloomhaven is 100% eclipsed by Frosthaven. It does so much more. And even though it is still 95% the same game, really, or 90% of the game, the um, you know there are some cool new twists like being able to have a sense of connection to the town because you're building it up through your actions. But that aside, the gameplay itself um, cleans up and smooths the uh, edges of so many weird little things. I mean, Gloomhaven was an amazing uh, you know uh, release. Uh, you know a 
industry-changing release, but over time, people have found, you know, tricks you can use to abuse the system, and they've had to nerf things after the fact. So Frosthaven is a reflection of, you know, five years of additional development, learning from all the mistakes of Gloomhaven to make something significantly better. There's so much more variety now in the types of missions you go on, including my mission that's hidden somewhere in the book uh, that I co-designed with Alex and Paul Grogan of uh, Gaming Rules, that 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 would not be the reason to get it in and of itself. It's just one little mission. It's just a weird little oddball kooky thing that I wanted to do with the game. Um, but uh, you know the uh, all the new characters that have. I mean, I thought there was variety in the original Gloomhaven. That uh, you know Frosthaven blows it away with all the different effects you can do. The redesign of the cards make them easier to read and um, you know. Dis- digest while you're playing. It's just in every way, shape, or form an improvement. And like Gloomhaven before it, I am sure that uh, Isaac is going to continue over the years releasing additional free content in the form of new designs. I mean, he's already started doing it. Uh, So even if there wasn't already a lifetime work of gameplay in the box, there will be more stuff available for free that doesn't require you to get expansions. So the replayability of this is just... It, it will just never stop. Uh, you know, you know, it's currently eclipses Jaws of the Lion and Gloomhaven for me, and so it had to make the list. Number ten, Frosthaven. Wow, yeah, that's it's been all the latest <laughs> the rage lately, uh, Frosthaven, and I. Can't fault Richard one bit for that. Uh, oh, I'm just list. laughing at the shade that that Richard wants to throw both of our ways this time. Well, I'm not. I'm at least I got you with me. Yeah, but it's great. What I was thinking that it is really great because um, Richard's answer to Aridia, uh, you know, was the same as my terraforming Mars. We both basic baby. <laughs> basic gaze. <laughs> I was like. Pfft basic and then i realized that i was you know also basic so <laughs> love it <laughs> yeah uh frost haven it makes it. sense right like sense. frost haven gloom haven those are those are sort of like the obvious answers if you want to make a list that's yeah. like really obvious yeah. but um and not like elegant like <laughs> oh, that takes risks like with iridia and clank legacy <laughs> but you know like well, hey hey your, your list too you know we're all doing this together so it's fine <laughs> Oh, brilliant, man. Okay, Chris, moving right along. Let's go on to your next innovative, awesome choice. Uh, we've got our number nine. You know what? I'm I'm honestly so excited to put this game on here. And no one, I don't think anybody would put this on their Desert Island games other than me or must-have games other than me. But the reason I did is because I could play this for hours. It's like a filler game. It should be a filler game. But for me, it's an eight-hour event. I've played this game literally for eight hours straight. We started eight we went to like four in the morning. Wow. Um, it's a it's a card game that I've talked to you about on this on the R and R and R show. Uh, and it is Dutch Blitz. Yes. <laughs> it's nice. Dutch Blitz. And I'm not even going with Nerds. I'm not even going with the cheat because Nerds is you just play it with a regular deck of cards. Everybody just brings their own deck of cards, but it's Dutch Blitz. People were saying you gotta play Nerds. It's basically the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um and so, like, with that, you could expand it and you could be like, ha, 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 now I have a deck of cards. I can play everything, any card game in existence. No, I'm not cheating. I'm specifically m- making it Dutch Blitz. So if you want to play cards, you got to play Dutch Blitz. Uh, this is Speed Solitaire, for those of you who don't know. I just think it is so, so fun. Th- th- there's an adrenaline rush that comes 
with playing this game, right? You're, you're trying to get rid of your stack of 10 and you're all putting numbers into the middle and you're making piles from one to 10 in the middle of the same color. That's it. And you can stack things on your own board solitaire style and flip through your, the rest of your deck solitaire style like three cards at a time. And so you're just frantically going through and playing. I, I could play this game and I have played this game for for longer than anyone would enjoy playing this game. It, it's just like... It's so it, there's there's something about it that's just so fun. It's it's in my top ten of all time. It's like my number six game of all time because it's it, I don't know what it is. It helps that like I guess I really like speed games and I'm I'm generally pretty good at speed games as well. Uh, like I'll often I'll often have to handicap myself in in oh. games like this in order to like make people ever want to play with me again. Um, <laughs> But which I'll do happily because I want to play it with them again. So what do you do? Uh, do you so, like give them extra cards, or uh, you take extra? Yeah, cards? it it depends on the people who I'm playing with. Usually, I'll like because you have to get ten cards out of your pile. So I'll go like, okay, I'll have thirteen cards, right? Or I'll have fourteen cards, right? Um, so that's the first thing. And then I'm right-handed, so I'll play with my left hand as like the next wow. step. Okay. Um, if I'm playing with my parents who are, you know, they're pretty slow, but my mom actually loves this game as well, even though they're, they're very slow, but they're like, it's very, they play it like it isn't a speed game. Okay. So with them, I do two decks. Um, oh. so I basically go back and forth and have to do it twice. And then I can score myself. So I take the lowest score out of the two piles. Wow. Um, so okay. I've done that. And then I've also, this is the most obnoxious thing that i've done um is that i close my eyes for five seconds and open them for five seconds and so it's like i'm playing blind for half of it but when the five the key to that one is is you remember the cards that you have and then you remember where the piles are and you listen for when people are putting cards down in that specific pile so sometimes you can actually play with your eyes closed so it's not completely taking you out of it wow wow (laughs) Uh, so those are kind of like my levels of uh I just love this game. I'll do whatever I can to like. Amazing. Amazing. (laughs) I just think it's just so fun. And when I play with my friends, we listen to like anime soundtracks while we play. So like when the beat drops, we're all like, whoa, and we feel like we're cool (laughs) anime characters. So it's just, it's just the best friggin' time. I love it. So cheap. Recommend everybody get a copy or just play Nerds, which is just with a regular deck of cards. But yeah, yeah, that's, that's our, that's my number nine, our number nine. Fantastic choice. And yeah, I do remember talking about this with you. And I have not been able to play it yet, but I, I've i seen other people actually play it. I've seen a couple of live streams of people playing it. I was like, yeah, I nice. need to get this game in. Uh, <laughs> and like you said, you could just play with a normal deck of cards, right? It's yeah. the same game. Yeah, just, all you yeah. need are different backs, really. Yeah. Because that's how you sort the sort the cards at the end. So you sort mm-hmm. it for different points. Yeah. And so with the different cards, you got the four suits. And so it's basically like Dutch Blitz, you have the four suits. Yeah. So if you have two different decks, if you have a deck of cards per player, you just go from one to ten, you take out the face cards. Or you yeah. can leave the face cards in. I think you might leave them in for nerds. I'm not sure. But Got it. Okay. But I didn't want to cheat. I wanted to make it exclusively Dutch Blitz that I would play <laughs> it just Dutch Blitz. Right? Yeah. Like, it would be great to have a deck of cards on an island. Also, like, yeah, it's the, the variability there just makes sense. But I didn't want to cheat in that way. Yeah, uh, so it's Dutch Blitz for me. I'm not gonna lie. I actually, um, it's one of my. I was really thinking about just saying, "Hey, a deck of cards." That's one of my games because you, yeah, you could play all kinds of stuff. But like you, I decided not to cheat, and 
Dutch Blitz yeah. is on my list. I'm definitely going to be playing this one soon. I, I have a feeling that I, I don't know if I'd be good at it, but I know I would have a, a blast with this. It's just fun, yeah, right? Like I think fun. I think it doesn't matter if you win or lose. It's kind of like, like I really like Bananagrams too, like when that came out. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And because it's just like, it's just a fun speed. Ex- like, I don't care if I win or I lose. It's just like, oh, I do. I care desperately. But um, <laughs> like outside the game, I don't care if I win or I lose. <laughs> oh, my God. And, you know, Chris, it's really nice to know that I'm playing with a professional that plays at such a high level that you can play with your eyes closed. That's just my well, well, to be fair, that's against my parents, right? Like, uh, like they're, they're, Still, they're a bit slower. Awesome. They're not, they're not, you know, um, I only do that on you know a very occasion. Usually, I I won't I won't handicap. Okay, fair but enough. But those are the levels at which you know yes. it, it can it can go depending on what's balanced. And yeah, <laughs> awesome, cool. All right, great choice. Let's move on to our number eight. This is my call uh, for our list of fifteen games that are must have uh, if you're on Desert Island or not. I think this game is an absolute must have for anyone who's a word game fan like myself. So if you're not a word game fan, this may not make your list, but even if you're not, I still think it has a lot of value because of the play is so fun and smooth. And, um, you know, I'm a word nerd. So of course I'm going to have to at least have one word game on here. And my pick of course is going to be paperback. Um, this is basically Scrabble meets Dominion. Um, it's mashed up those two games perfectly. And um, here I was, I'm actually going to recommend the 10th anniversary edition, which we did a run through, which I did a run through for the channel of a while, while back. So it's going to be out soon, but this one takes the base game. It's still the same game. Um, Scrabble meets Dominion, but it really uh, ramps things up with a couple of new additions. And for the specific purpose of this list, I was thinking about the solo game that they did here. It's brilliant, Chris. And um, cool. here in paperback, what you're doing, you have letter cards, you're drawing the letter cards, and you're trying to form a word. That word will um, generate revenue. The revenue you gets you uh, more cards or more letters. And some of those letters, actually a lot of those letters are going to have special abilities uh, that trigger when you play them, when you build a word with them. And, oh, it's so, so good. I You can play... Now, the original game, you can still play solo. It's basically the cooperative game, but uh, done in a... You just play by yourself trying to get uh, the victory point cards before um, they've been covered up with uh, these cubes. Now, the 10th anniversary edition ramps that up, takes that up to the next level because it actually has an AI that's sort of like, you know, trying to outthink you and trying to place different cubes on different um, cards and going around in this specific pattern. And if you time it just right, you can, you know, avoid uh, losing. But it's not easy. I've played it several times and I haven't won all every time. So I'm not at the level where I can play a game with my eyes closed. So you definitely need your eyes open on this one, folks. <laughs> but, oh, it's so good. Um, in the solo game, when you're playing against the AI... It actually has uh, different abilities that will trigger, uh, so that's gonna you have to play against that. And depending on what word or what uh, the die roll is, it does have a little bit of luck here. The die roll will determine what you can do on your turn and what the AI can do on their turn. Um, so. Oh, I love this game so much. And of course, the 10th anniversary edition, as much as I've raved about it, you can still play the base game just, you know, using the same cards. So um, Scrabble meets Dominion is the perfect blend. And I think it's the perfect word game. It's my favorite word game of all time. And that's why it's on our list at number eight, Paperback. Cool. Favorite word game, eh? Yeah, I saw yeah. this on, on crowdfunding at the anniversary edition. And I was 
I was really tempted. Now I'm even more tempted, Roel, because like I also love word games. Oh, okay. Um, uh, yeah. Do, do you have any favorites that come off the top of your head? Uh, favorite word games? Uh, probably like Letter Jam would is oh. is pretty high up there for yeah. me. Letter Jam, yeah, solid. Letter Jam's great. And honestly, even Bananagrams. Like I think Bananagrams oh, yeah. is actually a really good game. It's fun. Um, yeah, I would. You know. Yeah. At, I would definitely recommend this. Um, you know, as, as some, mm-hmm. if you're a word game fan, you're not really into modern board games. I think it's a really good introduction to deck building. And then if yeah. you're, you know, like yourself, you're someone who's already uh, into the hobby, you'll recognize right away, oh, this is just like Dominion, but just with Scrabble cool. mix in. So you'll pick it up just like that. It's wonderful. And uh, yeah, yeah, it looks re- it looks really really good. I'm glad to I'm glad that it's your favorite word game. Like that's that's a pretty high uh, it, it is high recommendation. That's that's excited. Yeah. Uh, that's exciting. I'm excited to play it. Definitely. Okay, let's move mm-hmm. on. Let's see what Richard's got for us at number seven. Okay. All right. So Chris, I love the Dutch Blitz is on here. You're a smart man hacking the system. I'm sure because don't get the official version of Dutch Blitz on your list. Get. Four, um, you know, unique card back decks of 52 cards so that you've actually got every card game in all of history at your uh, convenience. Very, very smart. And I do hope to play this game someday in your Great White North uh, Canadian uh, Dutch Blitz Syndicate you've got going on. I remember we talked about last year. Uh, oh, and then, uh, well, Paperback, yeah, that actually made an earlier instance of my must-have list as uh, you know, when I was trying to, well, if I could only pick one deck builder what would it be and paperback is a very very strong contender for that and i especially know how much it means for you seeing as how you're such a huge word game fan uh but for me uh my number seven on our combined list let's talk about it it is free radicals and i think the reason for this is pretty obvious there are 10 games in this box um you know, if you want to play a rondell game or a moncala game or a pick up and deliver game or an adventure game or a deck building game or an engine building game you, you this game has got you covered and while none of the 10 little independent games depending on what faction you take on in this post-scarcity, uh, you know, uh, utopia punk future that this game represents, uh, you know, none of them are the greatest example of their type of gameplay, whichever mini game you're playing. They're all really good to great, uh, you know, versions of all these different types of gameplay. And uh, so it's a really, uh, you know, it's to me, it's a fairly obvious choice to include if I'm going to be stuck on a desert island. Uh, you know, that's why it ranks higher than the previous two for me that I've talked about because I'm actually doing my particular countdown of five in more and more essential. If I could only have three, this would be my number three. Uh, But anyway... The other thing I love about this, uh, besides the fact that there are all these different styles of games that all work really, really well, and every time uh, you know, I, you know, you play, you're you're setting up other people, and hey, I'm gonna be- play a deck builder while you're playing a Moncala game or whatever. I love that. Um, but I also love the um, the the glue that binds all players together because unlike other games that have extreme asymmetry where everybody is playing their own unique game with their own unique rules, uh, most of those games, uh, you know, Root obviously popularized this idea, bring us all together in a very cutthroat way where we're battling each other for dominance of uh, you know some central element of the game. But in this one, because it's a post scarcity, uh, you know, idealized 
humanity future, which I personally subscribe to that we will get to someday. I love that this is an optimistic view of humanity's future. In this game, even though we're all still competing, um, there are so many ways for us to collude. One of the most important um, resources in the game knowledge is something that I could hoard for myself to turn it into more victory points if I wanted, or I could give it to you, Chris, or you, Ruel, and I could decide where it goes, which means I'm giving you more victory points, but instead I get um, you know, um, active action benefits that will hopefully pay off for me later. When I am building buildings, yes, I could build the building that helps me the most uh, so that I could visit it worker placement style, or I could build the building that helps Ruel the most, because if he visits it, I get uh, even better rewards. So everything about this game is about understanding what your opponents are, where you are relative to them, and trying to help each other while still trying to come out on top. Um, so I love the story this tells, in addition to the fact that I love that this has 10 excellent, completely different games all in one box. Uh, it is an absolute miracle of design that they were able to you know, capture all of this. And so it makes my shorty short list uh, number seven, Free Radicals. Yeah, this game, I know Rich is hyped about it for a while now. Yeah. And I have not been able to play it. I'm... I'm it's it was tough to find for a while. I think it's uh, I don't know if it went I've out. I've never of even heard of it until until oh, right now. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. Yeah, it's... never even heard of it until right now. But it sounds very exciting. Yeah, yeah, and I know Richard was really excited about the theme and just uh, like you know the ten mini games in one basically. And you know it seems like a really good choice to have on a uh, deserted island or as a must have. So fantastic choice. I'm looking forward yeah. to playing it. Um, but let's move on to our number six, Chris. You got the call, my friend. My number six is a deck of cards. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I was just uh, throwing Dutch Blitz up there uh, and wanted to just throw some more shade at Richard because I think yes. it's my favorite thing to do now on this on this stream. I'm not a cheater, Richard. Base Terraforming Mars. Yes. Base Dutch Blitz. And you know what else is coming up? Base Everdell. That's nice. my that's my next one. Awesome. Uh, number number six specifically. No expansions. I don't need them. Um, I, I I absolutely love Everdell. Uh, Everdell, honestly, this this was a really tough. Uh, I could talk about it more when I when I get to my sort of my number one or number three. I, I felt like they might be too close to each other, but I think it just it just scratches an itch of something that I really like. The amount of combos that you can create, the the structure of the tableau that. You think you have all this space and then you're immediately at 15 and you're like, oh, no, I wish I could build more. I, I could play this game over and over and over. And I'm I'm thankful. The way it hits my list is because I know I will play it over and over and over because my girlfriend also likes this as as a game. And so she likes she hates playing new games. She doesn't hate playing new games, but she likes playing all of her favorites, right? And I'm always like, hey, I've got another one to review. <laughs> We're not playing your favorites tonight. Um, and, and so and so, this is one where, like, this is this is my number three game of all time, really. It's, it's, I couldn't not include it because I know how much I will envision playing it. And I'm actively excited to be playing it constantly over and over again. And I think she'll get tired of it before I will. Uh, there, it, there's, it's just so slick. Like, the way the cards interact... The number of combos that you can create. I guess I just really like combos. Um, and then the fact that, of the worker placement edging out and getting those key resources that you need and fighting over the communal cards in that tableau. 
it's just it's just so good. I I love it to death. I've I haven't played any of the expansions, um, other than like the little mini expansions that come in the collector's edition because my mom got it for me for Christmas one year Ooh. and she got me the collector's edition, uh, and so I have that as the box that's actually right behind me as well. Look at that! Nice. I didn't even plan it, but it's yeah, right fun. here. Um, yeah, it's it's just so so fun. Uh, I I just love it. I could play it all the time. Must have. Uh, and if we're talking, this actually might fall into must-haves on the other sort of meaning of must-have, because I think everybody must have this game because of like it's such an an accessible theme to yeah. chonky, delightful, full, rich gameplay while not being too overwhelming. I think it's it's so good. Yeah, great choice. Um, you know, I look, the more you know we do these shows together, Chris, the more I want to go back to Everdell because I know how much you you love this game, and yeah, I enjoyed it when I played. I, I played. I actually owned a copy for a little while, and I really enjoyed it. But I eventually moved on from it. But now I'm thinking I need. I think it's worth another look, knowing how hyped you are about it. And also, I, I would like to try some of those expansions as well. Because Come back. Oh yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I would too. Yeah. absolutely. And. As yeah. you say, it really is one of the most accessible like themes, right? I mean, it's just gorgeous. You put it out, and yeah. it's got table presence for days, right? That big old tree in the middle of the table, like people are like, "What is that? I want to play it." Yeah, it's so um, stupid. Doesn't yeah, matter. It, it is, but it's stupid. <laughs> stupid good, right? Oh, it's, it's good. Stupid. Yeah. Good. Stupid. Yeah. And you know, I think. Uh, well, you know, I mean, I love worker placement games, and I'm trying to remember the reason why I got um, moved on from it. And I can't remember any good reason why I got rid of it. Maybe it's one of those. It just had to be called because you only have a certain amount of room in your house, you know, for games. Yeah, yeah, but I would sure. gladly, yeah, I would gladly play it again. I would gladly maybe consider picking it up again for the collection. So, yeah, great, yeah. great choice, my friend. Yeah, it's one of those. Anytime somebody asks, I'll be like, yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Like that's that's the sort of what I try to go with these games. I'm Absolutely. like, yep, let's do it. Yeah, totally. And yeah. you know, if you are in Desert Island, you know, it's probably not the prettiest of places. I mean, you know, because of the circumstances. But yeah, Everdell. Hey, all the creatures are nice and friendly woodland creatures, rather than trying to kill us. And you know, <laughs> <laughs> you can so, eat the berries too. Yeah, no, don't to- eat the berries. Totally don't safe. eat the berries. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay, uh, moving right along, uh, we've got our number collectively number five uh, on the list mm-hmm. now. This is from my list, and um, you know, we had joked a little earlier about Frosthaven. Well, Chris did. He was like, "Oh, obvious choice." Well. I think you know it's coming up on my list. It's not Frosthaven, but it's the OG, the original uh, Gloomhaven. Is it Gloomhaven? <laughs> yeah. Um, so Gloomhaven. Now I'm gonna. I, I want to preface. Join this. the basic club. Total Ruel. basic, right? Total we have basic. cookies. <laughs> no, it's 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 like it is the pick, right? Yeah. I feel like Gloomhaven and Frosthaven are the picks. Absolutely, here, right? Like it you just know. makes sense. So much content, so much replayability in a box, and you know, I want to preface this by saying that. Just as a um, full disclosure, I recently was hired by Cephalo Garrett Games, uh, Cephalo Fair Games, to work on their campaign for Gloomhaven Second Edition. So, you mm. know, just to throw that cool. out there, folks. Yes, I, I've been hired for them just for to run the campaign, help run the campaign. Uh, but what this has done, honestly, has given me a, a fresh new look at Gloomhaven. I've I enjoyed it before. I have not played the entire thing. I just started uh, the Gloomhaven Jaws the Lion, which is the prequel to this. And it's reminding me of how awesome this system is. This is so good as far as like hand management. You've got to play a card. You've got to, you have your initiative 
and then you have actions, you know, top or bottom. What are you going to do? Do you want to go first? But do you want to give up certain actions? I, I love that tension. Every single time you play this game, it's all about those choices you make because you have missions to complete. I mean, it's like the ultimate dungeon crawl. You're, you know, looking around, you're you're exploring you know gloomhaven and you've got all the different characters you have characters that will unlock i mean it's going to take forever to play this game you know so of course on a desert island you got nothing but time might as well fill it up with the ultimate yeah. example of i like to call it like the ultimate choose your own adventure book right i mean you're you know going through the narrative making choices and then you go in and you know do combat and explore and unlock all kinds of great stuff oh man i have really Again, I, I want to make uh, people, I, you know, people think, oh, well, it's because Ruel's getting paid by them. Uh, you know, no, it's really has, I have really have, you know, gotten a new appreciation for the, a re-appreciation of the game, uh, yeah. Gloomhaven. Um, and the second edition, now I want to say this, Richard was talking about Frosthaven. Uh, the original Gloomhaven, uh, Frosthaven took the original Gloomhaven, basically made it better, right, uh, in a new setting. But Gloomhaven second edition has learned its lessons from Frosthaven and been re-updated. There's all kinds of new stuff and it's smoothed out uh, mechanisms. So I'm really excited for Gloomhaven second edition. But in the nice. case of a deserted island, I can totally play Gloomhaven, folks. And that's why it's our number five on the list, Gloomhaven. Yeah. I mean, yeah, a great pick. Like it is, it's the it is. You gotta bring a campaign game. Absolutely. You'd have to. Yeah. You, if you have to if you yep. don't that's ridiculous like yep. you got to unless you hate campaign games then you don't have to you do what you want <laughs> um <laughs> but yeah no like like i i joke but like gloomhaven frosthaven it makes sense to me yeah. right now do we need both of them on the on the desert island yeah well because gloomhaven's higher up i think frosthaven's cut that's the hierarchy <laughs> you're in your ear and folks. then we add in the expansion to dutch blitz so we can play eight people there, there we go perfect. i think we solved it all right problem solved <laughs> Let's see what Richard's got for us uh, next. Uh, this is our number four on the list. Take it away, Richard. Okay, coming down to the wire, and I see they're bringing out the big hitters now. Chris, Everdell makes perfect sense. And I don't know if you're talking about the big Super Mega Box Edition, but if so, that is a very, very good choice that I have to admit I did not consider myself. And maybe I should have because you get so much content, and it is such a wonderful, endlessly charming game with surprising depth. So, uh, we agree. Congratulations, Chris. We've done it. We have reached an accord finally. And well, of course, Gloomhaven. Although, here's the deal. I'm, you know, I just talked about Frosthaven a few entries ago, and I would definitely put Frosthaven over the original Gloomhaven. But if you're talking about the upcoming Gloomhaven 2, which is more, as near as I can tell, is more than just say, oh, look, we're just going to repackage and change two things. They are taking the lessons learned from the development of Frosthaven and reapplying them back to Gloomhaven, I really wanted to pick this up myself, even though Jen and I have finished Gloomhaven. So, also, an excellent, excellent choice. And I have to admit, I do kind of prefer the, uh, the, the setting of Gloomhaven to Frosthaven. So, now I'm starting to wonder, should I put Gloomhaven 2 on my list as well? I don't know it. I do know Frosthaven, so I'm going to stick with that. But uh, let's talk about my number four on the list, or this is really my second highest, and it's our group number four, of course. Uh, well, if I've got to have one deck builder, can you guess what it is, folks? Shouldn't be too hard to figure out. It's Welcome to the Moon. Um, although, Chris, I wouldn't be surprised if you would have guessed Rolling Realms, and I thought about it. But Welcome to the Moon, oh my gosh. Uh, you know, 
I, if I could only, I, I had to come in to this bunker I'm moving into where I only have, you know, just these games with a roll and write. I love them so much. You know, in the same way I started out with, I, I had to have a uh, tile layer. I had to have a cooperative game. I had to have one of every type of genre there was. And now I had to have a roll and write too. And the beautiful thing about Welcome to the Moon, although it's a, a flip and write, not a roll and write, but close enough for me is, I forget, does it come with like six or seven completely different versions of the same game as it tells the story of humanity evacuating Earth and trying to um, you know, reestablish our species on the moon over the course of an actual storyline campaign where you unlock things and get all kinds of bonuses and there's branching narrative paths. So you can play through the, uh, the storyline multiple times, but you can ignore all that and just say, hey, do we want to play the, I don't want to spoil anything, the colony is is having this problem, or do we want to play the getting from Earth to the Moon? Or you know, there's all these different chapters that are just completely replayable in what was already Welcome to uh, is one of the greatest roll and rights or random and rights that's ever come out. Uh, you know, already top tier stuff. But then uh, Welcome to the Moon, except for the really terrible rule book, unfortunately elevates uh, Welcome to so much, and you know, like some of my other choices, has so much built-in replayability. Uh, you can just go forever with so many different um, ways to skin a roll and write cat that uh, this was my roll and write of choice, which is why it is number four on the list. Welcome to the moon. Okay, I'm going right now because... I was, you know, I gambled earlier hoping that someone would put a roll and write here. <laughs> and thankfully, Richard came through because I did not, folks, spoiler alert, I didn't include a roll and write in my I didn't list. either. No. Yeah, okay, you didn't either. That's right. So I was sweating because I love roll and writes. And, you know, what better choice than Welcome to the Moon? Um, this, you know, Welcome to and with the campaigns and everything. Um, great choice. I mean, there's so many out there. How do you, I mean, I couldn't narrow it down and I just, I must have panicked and just left them all off the list, but thankfully <laughs> Richard has come through. Um, I was, Thankfully. And yeah. Richard and I agree. We yes. made it. We, we've been unified. <laughs> I was doing this. I was doing this in my, in, in my little screen. Um, yes. I was very excited. Richard, I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so, look, we can be friends again. <laughs> yes. <laughs> friends and um, friends Until again. you're number one. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> Let's move on. We've got our top three now, folks. Um, these are the games we must have. Chris, what do you got for us for number three? Well, when I was thinking about this list, my basis was games that I could play over and over and over again and not get tired of. And, and so because of that, because of that criteria, and I felt that criteria was important, this had to be an auto-include on the list and had to be number one. And Everdell almost didn't make it because Everdell reminds me of this game. And so honestly, when I think about like the five that I've added, they feel too similar to me. Mm. And, and I was agonizing over this, but I was like, you know what? Just go with your gut. That's the list. Just do it. Right. Um, and so the, the number one game, our number three is the game seasons. I have played many, many games of seasons. Um, I have played, Seasons is on Board Game Arena. So I haven't played many, many physical games of Seasons. I've, I've played a few, but I've played, well, I'll tell you my number. I've played over 4,000 games of Seasons uh, <laughs> on Board Game Arena. <laughs> I've played a lot of Seasons. Um, I, seasons. I know this game off by heart. And the, and the reason why I can return to it over and over is because it's got like such a lovely blend of rolling 
uh, rolling chucking dice, like the Yahtzee style randomness, who cares, see what happens, and uh, the drafting and drafting because drafting happens at the beginning of the game. You, this is a two to four player game. You should only play it with two players. Objectively, just mm-hmm. don't play with any any, any more players. Um, speaking from somebody who's played 4,000 games of two-player seasons. That's just an insane number. Is it really game. over 4,000? That's just such an insane yeah. number to me. Oh, my gosh. It is. It's really <laughs> wild. I mean, it's, it's, I discovered Board Game Arena like a long time ago. And you can play a game of this in like 15 minutes. I don't really want to do the math on it. Um, so I'm not going <laughs> to. But I, I'm sure somebody will in the comments. And then I'll read it. And oh, no. Uh, but... Uh, the the it's it's because it, it's it's you get all these cards with variable player with like with variable powers to them and then you roll dice on a turn and you draft those dice and so you first you draft all the all the nine cards and you put three in the first round three in the second round three in the the last round you get access to them as you go around this little seasons board and so the dice drafting you get resources to purchase those season cards you get to increase your summoning gauge so like everdell there's a max of 15 cards that you can play and or else you have to start trashing them um you or you can get just like points or you can get a little transmute symbol which allows you to turn those those resources into points and you can turn the resources into points uh, and a variable number of points depending on upon where you are in the round and because the different four seasons happen right in addition with those dice whatever dice is left determines how much time passes and so there's a really fun decision i mean it feels instant to me now but it's a fun decision of do i push the tempo of this game or do i pull the tempo back because it can move one to three spaces and there's 12 uh 12 months in a year 12 spaces to go around and so you could get through like a full year in four rounds or you could get through it in 12 rounds and that disparity of the amount of resources you can accrue the amount of cards you can play and the amount of like engine you can actually build up is huge it's 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 really huge um, they've come out with a couple of expansions and like now on board game you can play with like all the expansion content, whatever. Although they recently changed the UI, uh, to something that I personally was not a fan of and like really detracted from the accessibility and ease of play that it was, mm. uh, on, on there, which I was a bit disappointed about, but also probably good for me. So I stopped playing seasons, um, <laughs> w- with every waking hour of the day. Right. Uh, <laughs> there was a, there was a time where I was like, ah, oh, yeah, I'd go to bed play four games a seasons. Oh, I got a, I got an hour. I'll play four games a seasons. You know what I mean? So I guess that adds up, I guess a thousand days. Um, I did that. Wow. uh, Yeah. Yeah. So it's, 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 uh, it's just, it's something that like I keep returning to because there's also enough randomness in there that like, you can't really take it that seriously the drafting at the beginning you draft your initial strategy and then you're like hey i hope these roles come up to support that strategy and oftentimes you're hoping that you there's you can draw new cards that's another face of the dice you can draw new cards and so because of that it's like oh i really i have a strategy which really needs me to draw a bunch of cards and then no cards come up okay well you have to like adapt in that so there's there's a lot that you're just like oh it didn't really go my way that time that's fine uh, and but still, the uh, the process of chaining the cards together uh, it feels really satisfying. Not all cards are created equal. There's right. a clear tier list that like you learn over the course of time. You're like, okay, this is the best card in the game, or this is the best card in a two player game, right? Yeah. Um, 
And so if you get that immediately, it kind of determines your draft. But I also love playing a two-player game because in the drafting, I'm like, okay, knowing the tier list, I know kind of what I want to create and I know what I want to force you to pick as well when we're drafting. So I'm like, if I pick this, then your optimal move is to pick that, which allows me to pick this one, which combos with the first one, right? So like being able to kind of do that is 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 pretty fun yeah um and uh yeah yeah i've i've it's just it's just relaxing and that's, that's what you want awesome. to do on a on a deserted island it's it's the game i played the most i don't actually own a physical copy my friend does oh. um because i i don't i've played so much that like <laughs> there's there's no world in which i teach this to a new player and i'm not going to destroy them right like there's <laughs> right. just isn't a, isn't a world because i know all the cards i know them off by heart like i just i just know it um and so that's also why i'm like i should get a copy and I'm like but realistically i'm not going to play it with people i played it at a convention breakout con with uh-huh. my friend billy uh he was like oh yeah seasons like i'm i'm pretty good at seasons i was like you're pretty good at seasons. Do you want to just play a quick game of seasons? And it was so fun to play in person. Cause like, we also, we both knew the cards yep. and he was like, boom, okay, go. And I was like, boom, go. And so we were able to just really bang it out back nice. and forth. And, and it was so, it was so fun to play it in person. Cause I was like, <laughs> this is amazing. I was like, okay, do this. And like, yeah, it, it was, it was really just a delightful experience. Um, so yeah, that, that's our number three seasons. Love it. Just, yeah, I can, I, I can, I can play it. Thousands I, am, of times. I have heard a lot about this game. I've never played it. And just with your description and knowing that you've played it f- over 4,000 times, I'm, of course, going to have to give this a shot. I love dice chucking, Chris. I think we're similar in that. I mean, I love just the yeah. tactile sensation of rolling dice. And I think it's a really yeah. you know, fun mechanism. And I know I'm, I'm going to assume that Richard's probably not going to totally agree with you on this one because, <laughs> you know, he's not the biggest dice fan. We got fan. one. We yeah. got one. But well, it's, I, it's more about the card play. It is okay. more about the card play. Okay, yeah. cool. And that's, that's what very I, Everdell-like in terms of chaining things together right. with like this card combos into that card, yep. right? Yeah, and that's what's really intriguing to me. That, that's why I want to give it a shot. So, yeah, if you're, if you're going to be stuck on a desert island, I mean, you already have some practice here. You play this thing, you know, <laughs> many, 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 many times. So awesome! It's nice to hear that it holds up after all those plays. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Speaking of holding up after a lot of plays, um, you had talked earlier, uh, Chris, about you know playing Dutch Blitz. Uh, it's a 50 minute game. You played it for eight hours. Uh, this mm-hmm. is my equivalent of that. It's our number two game. Um, I learned this a couple of years ago, and it actually. It has been around for over 150 years, and I just played it recently. I just learned it, and it's our number two. It's Crokinole. Um, It is the ultimate dexterity game. I want to thank our friends in Canada for inventing it. Apparently, that's uh, that's (laughs) the story, at least, that it was invented in Canada, right? Um, Yeah. It's basically curling on the tabletop. Uh, you are shooting little wooden discs. Um, as you can see, our friends, the brother, Brothers Murph playing here, shooting a little disc and trying to uh, get in the scoring hole. Um, there are also different scoring circles, and you shoot, uh, I think it's a dozen discs, and then whatever's left over, you're going to um, subtract points. You, you score, you know, I think it's like 15, 10, and 5, depending on the, the um, location. If you get in the hole, uh, it's 25 points, and then... At the end of the round, you take the difference, and that's what you've scored. And then so if you had 50, I had 35, then you would score 15. And it's a race to, then you reset the board. It's a race to, I think, 100 points, and then that's the winner. It is so amazingly good. I was blown away by how good this game was, Chris. I was not expecting, like, I'd heard so much about it. It looks simple, but, oh, my gosh, it's infinitely replayable. And 
I had referenced, you know, you would talk about Dutch Blitz playing it over and over. That's how my introduction to this game was. I played it one time. Friends brought it to our game night. That's all I played the entire game. Night. I was like, yeah, I want to rematch. I want to play again. Yeah. And yeah, then yeah. I actually, yeah, I taught the Brothers Murph at a convention, Dice Tower West, a few years ago. Same thing happened. There's like, we just ended up playing for hours at a time. And it's like, and then, you know, Shay, a fellow contributor, and uh, uh, his friend Amir, they ended up playing all like throughout the night. Like, literally, we borrowed the board at Dice Tower West and it was at our table for hours upon hours. Like, I don't know if we broke any rules. I don't know if we were supposed to have that long, but sorry, folks at Dice Tower West back in 2019. <laughs> our bad but oh it's so you were good using it. it's, you were using it's, it it's totally worth it and we totally use it we got our you know money's worth out of it um highly recommend it you know if i'm gonna be on a deserted island you know with michelle I and mean, this is a game that we could play at any time and there's it's one of those no-brainers right i mean the rules are so simple you could pick it up and like oh i forgot how to play it. it's been a year oh no it just took me one minute to relearn it yay let's jump right yeah. into it and i figured for on a deserted island you know if the conditions weren't ideal you know, for like playing cards and whatnot, you know, those will get shredded in Desert Island. This, a crocodile, a good crocodile board, folks, is going to last you a lifetime. And it's like a True. keepsake, right? It gets handed on generation to generation. I already bought, like, um, I bought a crocodile board, Chris. I already gave it to my nephew uh, a year ago. I have a second crocodile board. That one's for, <laughs> that one's for Uncle Ruel. That's staying at my house. But yeah, it's so good. I absolutely love this game. I can't stop playing it whenever it's on the table. It's fantastic. We've had tournaments, you know, we've had, you know competitions it's one of those games that you can bring to a pub you know have your favorite adult beverage and play along with that but i can't get enough of it that's why it's our number two on the list of crocodile it's a great pick it is yeah really replayable i i know i know like a lot a really good quality board is expensive too but like yeah. you can you can get cheaper like plastic boards too and it does yeah. the the job like you're flicking discs all on the same surface it's just like shuffleboard it's oh. you know it's like one any oh. of those table games yeah. It's just fun to do. You don't have to spend like a bajillion dollars on a beautiful wooden handed craft handcraft totally. one until you're sure that yeah. that's the thing that you want to pull out. We've got one at our, our family house. We pull it out around Christmas and it just sits in the yep. corner. And yeah. people will be like, oh, you want to play a quick game? Boom. And like just yeah. that's it just lives in the corner because uh, Yeah, it's yeah, it's, perfect it's, for the situation so too, like yeah. uh family, you know, family gatherings and whatnot. Yeah. I'm gonna go right back to the Brothers Murphy video. That board right there, um, Mayday Games, um, they actually put one out every I think once a year or once every other year. Their boards at the time when I bought mine, I bought the exact same one. It was ninety nine dollars US, which is a fraction Whoa, that's good. of the cost. That's yeah, nice. it's a fraction yeah. of the cost of a regular, a normal uh, crocodile board. Now, having said that, I ended by or I ended up getting another crocodile board, which was higher quality. It's worth it, folks. It is totally worth it. It's they're just so yeah. nice. And um, but whatever I've heard a use, company Tracy boards referenced a lot too. Uh, I'm um, sorry, I don't, I don't. I've heard the company tr called Tracy Boards referenced yeah. a lot when people people yeah. buying boards too. I don't. Yeah. I've never. I have no experience with their products or anything. But I just. Yeah, I don't either. The, the one I went through, I think it was like Crocodile Canada or whatever. But, nice. Um, yeah, oh well, you got to go with that one. That, that's you the thing, go right? With that one. That, yeah. So that's our number. You got to go with that one. <laughs> <laughs> that's our number two, folks. Let's see what Richard's got at the uh, top of the list here. Richard, what do we got? Wow! I did not see that coming seasons chris i mean you already have everdell and i guess you just read oh you know what sometimes when i feel like everdell but i want to roll a lot of dice instead of do worker placement and i want to punch my opponent in the face while i'm doing it i guess 
I guess that tracks. I mean, I, it is such a gorgeous game, and it's a super smart design. I very much respect it. But gosh, aren't like uh, you know twenty twenty five percent of all the cards are steal from you, mess with you, and it's like, ah. but. Hey, the heart wants what the heart wants, and it's certainly a very, very good game. And yeah, I guess you re- you were really kind of live and let live for the rest of your list. I mean, Terraforming Mars has a little bit of I will bring down uh, the, a furious meteorite on you, um, and so that gets you in the mood, and then season can satiate your bloodlust. So enjoy. Uh, and Ruel, of course, Crokinole. Um, yep, yep, yep. You've talked about this before. I totally get it. You know, especially if you get a really beautiful, um, you know, what do you call it? Uh, keepsake that you will hand down to, um, you know, future generations of your family because it can be so beautiful and it is infinitely replayable. Um, you know, it's practically a sport turned into board game form. So yeah, that's cool. I dig it, but I don't dig either of those, uh, anywhere near as much as our combined number one. So you have to live with it. It's the number one. Uh, the new Castles of Burgundy Special Edition, which is just about to come out. And oh my gosh. Um, Burgundy has always been my favorite design from Steffenfeld. Steffenfeld is my favorite designer of all time. This has been sitting in my top 10 greatest games of all time forever. And um, I've, I've always loved it. I think it's wonderful. Um, and this new, uh, not deluxe edition, special edition, uh, really elevates the presentation of the game uh, to where it finally matches the actual gameplay. And yes, it's expensive, but hey, if this is the one game I can own... Remember, I was doing my uh, five in countdown form. It would be this. uh, Because this scratches what Jen and I want out of board gaming more than anything else. And the new special edition has such a beautiful production to it, but more importantly, it comes with tons of all the little... um, Almost all of the little mini expansions that have come out for Burgundy over the years, plus a completely new, very big game-changing one with the vineyards and all of that. Uh, you know, it's just I, I of, of course, uh, you know, one of my favorites of all time. Um, you know, one of the games that truly cemented board gaming as Jen's and my number one hobby. A game that we just. We'll never tire of. We've played uh, the original Burgundy so many times now, and it always is so fun and compelling with its mix of, you know, rolling dice, manipulating them to do uh, short-term land grabbing and long-term landscape management planning with all the different variables. It's just about perfection in Euro form. And uh, now, with the special edition, its production is so incredibly lavish, um, you know, as to, uh, you know, of course, I would want to Uh, keep this near and dear to my heart forever, which is why Castles of Burgundy, the special edition, comes in to the number one spot. Tell me I'm crazy, guys. Yeah, I pretty much assume this is... I guessed it, too, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's... (laughs) It was... Okay, so spoiler, it was on my short list as well, but um, it it made Richard's top pick, so um, yeah, it's... I'm also really fired up about that special deluxe version that's coming um, uh, later on this year. Hopefully real soon here, because I can't wait to get to the table. I love Castle Burgundy. My personal favorite uh, Steffenfeld game, and um, I can see why Richard loves it so much. 
Yeah, I think it's a lot of people's favorite Seffenfeld. I think it's my favorite Feld too. Yeah. If I had to pick, yeah. uh, it's it, it's it's just a really elegant design. And with that special yeah. edition, it is nice. You do get all the expansions. Yep. And that's right. You do get the expansions, right, Richard? When you said <laughs> you wouldn't put any expansions in your list, and then you picked the list that had the expansions. Are we gonna Are we gonna draw attention to that? Absolutely. Yes. I'm gonna. I'm so glad uh, you brought that up. <laughs> <laughs> um, but one thing about the special edition that I do really appreciate is because I was I was recently. Uh, looking at the anniversary edition because I, I was running the Dice Tower West World Series of Board Gaming uh, qualifier. And so we were using that. And what I really appreciate about the the special edition is that it has four copies of every board. And so yeah. in the anniversary edition, it just had sort of like one copy of most boards. Yep. And, and so if you wanted to all play the same board uh, at the same time, I really like that special edition allows you to do that. I think that's really great. Yeah. It's... And it looks like a great, great product. I mean, obviously, it's going to be a great production quality. Like, yeah. we know it's going to be awesome. We know. We know. Yeah. yeah. Great. Okay. So, folks, that's it. Our top 15 must have games. What were your games that you feel like you would must have on a Desert Island? Let us know in the comments below. Mm -hmm. Be sure to hit the like and subscribe. And thank you so much for watching today. Be sure to check out Perk Coffee and use the RRT15 code for 15% off your next order. Until next time, we'll see you later. Take care. Bye bye. And hello, we are back, friends, for the post show. We've got about 10 minutes here. Um, now Chris, is the next time. We are seeing you. Yes. And it's now. <laughs> it is now, folks. Um, thank you, folks, for hanging out with us as we go through this. Now, as a special bonus for y'all who are sticking around live here on Twitch, mm -hmm. we're going to share the rest of our list uh, for you. So, uh, Chris, why don't you uh, share what didn't make the cut uh, for the top 15? Yeah, there were some close There were some close calls. Um, honestly, too many bones almost made it. From both like an enjoyment standpoint, there's yeah. a lot of variability there. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't sure. And also the, literally the components, if you're on a desert island, I was mm -hmm. like, okay, you got to do chip theory because they're <laughs> right. indestructible. <Yeah>. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so too many, too many bones was on there. Um, legitimately, Catan was on there for me. It was my oh, gateway. Yeah. Like I, I, I would like, I, I, I would miss a world in which, I didn't get to play Catan with, you know, my friends again. Yeah. I, I would, cause I know so many people who still enjoy it and, and as like an honorary, but it was never going to make the, it was never going to make the list, but it yeah. was just like, it was like a, you know, kind of, kind of shout outy thing. Yeah. Um, I forget what else was on my list, honestly. Okay. No worries. For it over um, here. I, I like the choice. I love the fact that you included Catan, you know, that just, I think that's, yeah. Who yeah, would want to live like in a, a nice, world without a it? Nice right? shout out. Yeah. yeah. I, I love that. I tried. I felt like there was a lot of things pushing their way onto the list that I'm just currently enjoying at the moment. And yeah. so I was like, no, get, yeah. get away from me. You yep. know what I mean? Rising Sun was obviously on the list yeah. because it's yeah. my number one game, right? But I'm like, ah, I, I just... I don't know why it didn't make it on because I because I wanted it to be a different list than just like my top games, right? right. Like that's I purposefully excluded it to, because I was like, well, there I don't want it on because it's my number one. You know, I don't want to always yeah. have Rising Sun on the list. Then the list get boring. Too, exactly. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's just like, and, was, and I think there's more there, there there are potentially more plays out of the out of the five that I had. Right? Absolutely, Which it seems sacrilegious to say, <laughs> right? And, uh, you know, somebody mentioned during the live chat that, you know, um, my pick for number one probably be Twilight Imperium, which is my favorite game. But, you know, I specifically, yeah. uh, you know, made this list with the fact, uh, thinking that it would just be me and Michelle and Twilight Imperium, you know, as far as I right. know, doesn't play two, right? And I think yeah, that yeah. game is best at, like, if you could get six to eight players with the expansion, that that's the one. Um, but the other ones on my list uh, might surprise some folks. I didn't have Backgammon. I, you know, I thought about it. 
you know, a classic, like modern, you know, a uh, classic uh, game of that's been around for thousands of years, but I decided not to go with that. I went with, of course, Castle of Burgundy, which Richard already mentioned. Also Fort, um, which is a very light deck building game, but I just love the theme of Fort. You're playing as little kids and I figured, hey, if I'm going to be stuck on a desert island, I want all the happy <laughs> thoughts. And that one just makes me happy whenever I play it. Uh I had to throw a Kinesia, so I had to throw one on there. So I went with Lost Cities. That one Michelle and I always mm-hmm. enjoy. Um, that one, yeah. infinitely replayable, in my opinion. Um, this one might surprise folks. I actually put a, another a four a different four X game uh, called Heroes of Land, Air, and Sea. Um, it's Scott Alms of Tiny Epic um, nice. uh, fame. Uh, this is his big epic game. Um, I would like to play it um, just forever because. It's a 4X game that is actually soloable. You can play it solo. They have bots that you can play against. And I I figured I've never played it. I, with all the time on a desert island, maybe I'll learn it. Um, and then uh, <laughs> the other one on my list was My Shelfie, which is sort of like Cult of the New for me. But Michelle and I have played like a dozen times. And we love My Shelfie. Uh, very, it's yeah. basically my, or it's basically Connect 4 for gamers. It's, it's so good. Um, nice. But yeah. Those are my picks. Let's see what Richard says as a bonus for y'all who suck around. Let's see what Richard's got for his numbers, 5 through 10. Okay, I'm sure we don't have much time left because you probably went long just like I did and we're trying to get out of here. So let me just tell you about five or six more that made my shortlist, almost made the list. Although, man, this is just the beginning. This is the third time I have tried to figure out my must-have Desert Island whatever list. And folks, you can go check out my earlier versions of it. There'll be links for them down in the show notes. And all the games I talked about there still apply. But I was trying not to repeat myself and come up with new things in this list. Uh, But what, 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 what else was I thinking? Well, first of all, I had to consider Roll for the Galaxy. It's probably my wife's number one favorite game of all time, and it's in my top 20 of all time, too. Uh, it is an absolutely brilliant, um, you know... Uh, oh, man. I, uh, there's no time. There's no time. It's brilliant. I've covered it many times over the year. I think it did make one of my earlier must-haves, and Jen would just not forgive me if I did not have it on the list. Uh, Pandemic Legacy Season 1. This is what I was talking about, Ruel, when you said Clank Legacy. I'm like, yep, I totally get it because I would have to take Pandemic because people don't realize this, but once Pandemic Legacy Season 1 is over, even though it doesn't officially support ongoing play, it is totally ongoing replayable. I've uh, posted a few threads about it on Board Game Geek. Ask me in the comments and I'll point you to them because, man, there you know, you just scratched the surface of this game by the time you have finished it. And it is also the greatest board game or gaming experience of any type that I've ever had in my life. Uh, what else? Okay, we've got Roll Camera. This one, I went back and forth on, but oh my gosh, I love cooperative games. I wanted more cooperative games. And this is so near and dear to my heart because I feel that every time I play this game that I have lived this game as a video game developer for almost 20 years. Even though this is about the art of cinema, of making films, so many moments are so one-for-one, um, you know, the uh, you know recreations of what has happened to me in real life, and so it's got a big nostalgia buzz. It's an absolutely brilliant um, and really unique co-op game that I cannot recommend highly enough. I put code names on because I figured I should have one group experience game, and if I can only have one, it'll be this one. I think for obvious reasons. I don't think this would be too terribly um, you know controversial, and then. For a fifth one, I could not decide between Earth and Ark Nova. I'm I am so torn between these. I love both of these in you know their uh, message of uh, nature and conservation, especially in Ark Nova. But um, you know, really, 
radically different games, but for me, they still kind of scratch the same itch. I'm kind of leaning towards Earth because it plays in half the time, but that's not fair. Ark Nova, I mean, geez, Ark Nova is right now number four, the fourth best game on Board Game Geek, and I, I, I can't fault that decision. So one of them. And of course, this is ignoring the fact that there are so many others I've talked about in my previous must-haves, but I'm just going to stop right there because I know time is ticking. Uh, okay, back to you guys. Okay, yeah, there you go. A lot of great games. Good picks. I, yeah, I, Roll, I'm a huge... Roll feels really replayable. Roll for the Galaxy. Love and I, I the also contemplated Pandemic Legacy as well. Yeah, like, yeah. That was, I'm, that I'm was actually close. surprised it didn't make his list. I thought for sure Pandemic Legacy was going to be there. And I actually, yeah. when I thought that he was, was going to be there, and I was like, oh, should I really include Clank Legacy? But, you know, I, I love Clank Legacy. Um, Roll for the Galaxy, huge fan. I, I I think that game is infinitely replayable as well. That should yeah. have been uh, somewhere on my list. It just missed the cut for the uh, my top ten. Yeah, yeah, Roshko and um, Sea Otter in the chat both were saying they like roll over Race for the Galaxy. Oh, Do you have a preference? Um, I, I, I've only played Race, I think, once or twice, and it was after yeah. I'd play Roll. So I got used to Roll, and I just, like you, uh, give me those dice to roll, you know, just something cool about the little yeah. cup, and then, you know, oh, I, I think it's so good. I think the one thing Race has going for it is that there's so much cycle of the cards, you you don't feel like your yep. your cards are precious, True. right? You're like, okay, these are expendable. And so like, I'm going to expend them and you really need to do that. You also really need to do that in Roll for the Galaxy and just search for the things that you that are going to be good for you in that True. moment, True. right? Yeah. Uh, and and I, I felt like it was harder for me to like latch on to that idea mm-hmm. um, it, as, as like a newer player to both. Like when I, I started with Race, I played a bunch of games of Race on BGA, but uh, yeah, yeah. Roll, yeah, Roll for the Galaxy is, is fun it feels i don't know it feels maybe a little bit more more filling right than yeah. race for the galaxy yeah uh, although and- i may be i like predicting what my opponent is going to do in right. race versus roll i don't know it's tough it's a yeah tough call i for think me. that's yeah i i think that's part of it that's why i really enjoy it um uh folks in chat thank you so much uh, you know i appreciate y'all i know sometimes it feels like we may be ignoring you we are not um ag fox not says jump drive roll and race jump drive is like the very slim down version of it i have not played that oh, one yet cool. but i played the I other either, one yeah. yeah i played uh the city by the same designer that's the one that was basically re-implemented as jump drive and i love the city michelle and i play that all the time um cool. Bing was talking about Agricola, Marvel Champions, Codenames, Viticulture, and Castle Burgundy. Nice choices. Viticulture's, Viticulture's yeah. good. Viticulture's, Viticulture's good. so good. Yeah. I, Agricola's so, good, too. Yeah. All, I mean, games are, hey, you know what? Newsflash. Games are, games are great. Games are great, yeah. <laughs> I oh, love what? seeing people's lists because I'm, I'm always like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah I, I put that on mine, too. I should yeah. I'll put that on mine, too. <laughs> <laughs> Viticulture almost made my list, and I don't, I, I forget why I left it off. I don't know if it was... I think Ask it might have been those uh, sort of thinking like you along your lines, Chris, of like, you know, it's one of my favorite games of all time. Why yeah. don't let, let's change it up just a little bit here where, yeah. you know, the must haves for, you know, an island. Cause yeah, I don't know. Maybe do I really want to be thinking about, well, yeah, maybe I do want to think about making wine if I'm going to be stuck out there all by myself, <laughs> you know? So, um, anyways, we are at the uh, two o'clock hour here on the Pacific uh, coast, mm-hmm. which is the six o'clock hour where you're at. Right. My friend. That's it. Okay. Yeah. Why don't we raid someone? And um, you know what? We were talking about 
not Bacon Patrol. We were talking about Beacon Patrol earlier. Our friends, <laughs> uh, Dave and Ilka Luzas, uh, they are playing Beacon Patrol right now. So we're going to raid are them. Are they really? Yeah. Oh, nice. So Luza Palooza, yeah. we're going to raid them right now. Folks, stick around. You get extra Rotto points you can just spend here. Uh, Chris, are we going to see, I think, is it next week or the, the fall? Are we doing every yeah, other week? Yeah, next week we got another one uh, nice. planned, at least in my calendar. So okay. unless that switches, but they can stay tuned to the schedule. But cool. I, I'm excited for next week because it means... One more week with my good pal Ruel. And <laughs> yes. one more week of Richard telling me my tastes are trash. <laughs> yes. See you all next week. <laughs> that's that's the perfect outro right there. Friends, thank you so much. We're gonna send you we're gonna send you on your way to lose a palooza. Stick around for the raid. You get those extra points and uh, send some love to the losers. They're a great couple and they are gonna be playing some beacon patrol. Let them know that it's now called Bacon Patrol, thanks to us. Uh here that's true. Yeah, the Ronald Bacon Richard Raid. Channel. All right, folks. Uh, take care. See you later. We are pressing the raid button. Raid, raid, raid. I hope it works. Um, we shall see if it works. Um, I believe it seemed worked. like it worked. It did. So I'm going to press stop stream.